Welcome back to the Rainy Day Horror Show, people. Okay, it is the interview that I have been waiting to tell you guys about. It's a Sylvia Jeffries interview, and it was awesome. By the way, I'm doing this post-production because I completely fucked up the intro. So, sorry, okay? But, yes, this is the Sylvia Jeffries interview I was telling you guys about. And it's a good episode, so I know it's long. I know it's really, really, you know, it's a lengthy episode, but stick through it. It is really, really interesting. It is really, really good, and we cover so many topics, so many topics, and it was so interesting and so much fun, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I enjoy it. Sylvia is an amazing person, and just, yeah, she's just great. I love her to death. Not like a weird pedophile, like, oh my god, I'm a fangirl. No, but like a genuine, like, she is the one of the coolest people I have ever met, okay? But, yeah, audio on my end sucks. Okay, I used Zoom for this interview. It was completely on the fly because I tried using a different StreamYard. If you're a fellow podcaster or if you watch live shows, you know about StreamYard. I tried using StreamYard and it was just trash. Okay, just wasn't working. I didn't know what was going on. It just wasn't working. So I had to come up on the fly and use Zoom. Audio is a little awful. Okay, and as you're finding out now that there is no rain soundtrack to it because if I put it on there you guys wouldn't be able to hear either of us talk because I couldn't raise the vocals up too high and I couldn't lower the rain sound down to like it was I just wasn't working so I had to go with one or the other all right so I just cut out the rain sounds so it's just me and Sylvia talking no rain sounds which is kind of sad but it is what it is but I hope you guys enjoy it um I'm going to start doing more interviews. I will be using a different streaming service because Zoom sucks. For all of you fellow podcaster people that are getting into it or have started using it, don't use Zoom. It is very, it's just, no, your audio might turn out like mine. Okay. So I didn't know what I was doing. It was completely on the fly. So I didn't have time to fine tune everything, but it was just, it's just bad. Okay. I just don't like it. All right. But other than that, I really, really do hear or not hear. I do hope you guys enjoy it, and I hope you guys are having a good, you know, Monday. All right, it's noon. We're almost done with, you know, the day, and then tomorrow is fucking Halloween, and then we can have so much fucking fun, eat candy, watch horror movies, and get fat, right? It's going to be perfect, okay? Um, Remember, I just snapped. I don't know why I snapped. Remember, tomorrow, I'm releasing three things, okay? A live show that you guys are going to want to tune in for because we're doing cursed horror movies and it's going to be really, really good. All right. Reddit horror movie. Reddit, not Reddit horror movie. Reddit horror story. Reddit horror story. There we go. Short Reddit horror story. That's what we're doing. Okay. And then I am doing um, another episode, my Halloween special episode, and it's going to come out at two, two. Okay. And it's going to be on Martha Moxley. She was murdered on Halloween. It's an interesting story because it involves the Kennedys. Okay. And then that's, but yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Okay. Cause then I found out that there's a whole conspiracy around the Kennedys and everything like that. But we'll talk about that more tomorrow. I just hope you guys enjoy the episode and yeah, remember stay frosty, stay foxy. And most importantly, the most important thing, stay safe. You beautiful peacocks. Okay. I do once again, apologize for how awful this audio sounds, okay? I tried to raise it as much as I could, okay? But 
I hope you guys enjoy the episode. I'll see you soon. And with us today, we have Sylvia Jeffries. <laughs> How are you doing, Sylvia? I'm great. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just another day in paradise. Um, is it cold there? Is it warm there? Where is paradise? It is paradise for right now is Minnesota. And it is, I think it's like 42 degrees. <clears throat> and yes. right. Well, it was raining. It's not raining anymore, but it was yeah. raining. So, okay. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's, we're here having fun. So, nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, for my audience mm-hmm. that may not know who you are, mm-hmm. who are you? I am wonderful. No, um, <laughs> I am um I'm I'm a southern actress who presently lives in Charleston, South Carolina. I have uh, had the great opportunity to be in some really um fantastic things. Um uh, kind of cult classic type things like uh, Eastbound and Down, um, which a lot of people are familiar with Danny McBride and those guys. And then I work with Rob Zombie and do some of his, uh, have done a couple of his horror movies. Um, uh, Shaft, I do Hallmark Christmas movies, um, a TV show called Nashville that was on ABC for a long time where I play Hayden Panettiere's mom. Um, yeah, I've just done kind of a little gamut of everything. Not a lot of work because uh, I chose to be a single mom mm-hmm. and my son would go with me on every shoot that I would do. Uh, so if there was an issue that he couldn't come with me, then I just, you know, unfortunately couldn't do it. Um, but yeah, so that's who I am. So y'all probably seen me screaming or naked or <laughs> crying <laughs> or something like that. But that is, um, that's who I am. Yeah, it's, yeah, You, I've watched... I love Danny McBride. I think he is so funny. He and his, such a, all those people are just so genuine from yeah. the from the you know from Adam McKay and Chris Hinchy and and those guys you know behind it with the Gary Sanchez films to Danny and the Rough House. All of them are just really genuine people. Yeah, my favorite one of my favorite roles that Danny McBride was in was in Tropic Thunder when he was a demolition expert. I thought that was so funny. I actually. Um, stole one of his quotes and put it in one of my in one of my podcast episodes where he's in Tropic Thunder and it's where he's in like the um like the little stand and he's got the two uh, two people behind him oh, yeah, and yeah. he's calling in the napalm. I, put, <laughs> I he's so funny. I love him. He's so funny. He's, he's just so they're so clever and, and he and and you know and his guy they're just so clever and so quick and mm-hmm. yeah and and that's him. That's him. Is he, is, is that just like his personality all the time or is, or does he um, get, into- I've, I mean, he's, he's very focused when he's, mm-hmm. when he's working and he wants something accomplished, but yeah, he's, he's just a happy guy. You know, he's got his wife and his children and his buddies and he's working and having a good time. And I'm sure it doesn't feel like work to them. They they're yeah. I can only say good things about them. Yeah. So for my viewers and also they uh danny and his family and a couple other folks they actually moved here to charleston um they live not too far from from me oh that's cool that's really yeah. interesting that's... so you know with them shooting the halloweens and and the mm-hmm. other things that they've been shooting here so we're gonna bring everybody here to <laughs> yep that's what atlanta is right now too everybody's shooting movies down there too we when i lived in uh, grant park which was on the south east side yes southeast side um Uh we had a 
don't remember which show it was, but we literally had a show that was being filmed like right down the block from us. So they yeah. had all of the lights, people are walking in and out there 24 seven. It was, it was really, really interesting to see like just oh, the really dynamics drive. of everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause I eventually do want to make a movie and we will make a movie. I will make a movie and we'll it'll be like, it's just so like, I don't <laughs> we'll get into this a little bit later, but I, for some things I like, I have ADHD in like school, not uh-huh. my thing. Couldn't uh-huh. do it. Mm-hmm. And so I always. As hard as you focus, you just can't. Yeah. I, exactly. I'm mm-hmm. Exactly. You feel stupid, but it's like, no, I just can't. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I like this route that I'm taking because it's like, there's no blueprint for it. And I don't, you just like, you can just watch somebody pick up on it and just go with it. And that's what I love so much about this and like film and just yeah. music because there is no blueprint to it which is awesome. And most of the time people don't know what they, you know, they may say they want this or want that, but then they see something else like, Oh, wait a minute. No, I'm going to change it. And that's who I want, or that's what Mm -hmm. I want. So it's just, and nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. It's just like, it's just jazz. All of it is jazz. It's just improvisation. And, and yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I agree with you. So for my viewers that don't know, um, we have kind of a weird, interesting meeting um i when i lived in atlanta one of the people that helps me you know do my instagram and stuff like that she said like hey why don't you get um people on the like people to interview on your podcast she's like i know you want to get into movies so why don't we talk like why don't you try getting actors producers stuff like that and originally i was because my grandpa worked for warren cools the guy who made the saw movies the producer for the saw movies yeah Cause my grandpa was a scout for the Tampa Bay lightning at the time. Okay. And so I was like, Oh, it'd be cool. Cause there's that weird connection between me and him. So I was like, that'd be cool. And she goes, he's too old. We got to get somebody younger if you want it on there. And she's like, how about Sylvia Jeffries? And at the time I was like, I haven't Who heard the hell of her. Is that? <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard of her before. And so I was like, she's like, well, she's been in all these movies. And so I went through and I was like, Oh yeah, she'd be awesome. And then, Right as I moved up here to Atlanta, I was going to go to Crypticon. And then they didn't really have the release date yet for all of the celebrities that were going to be there. And then when they did and I found out you were there, I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. This is going to be cool to tell her. And so that day, I was actually not going to say anything to you because I didn't want to be weird or creepy. I'm weird and creepy. (laughs) (laughs) But I um, Sorry, I had a burp. I um <clears throat> was it yeah that day I wasn't I was just like whatever no I don't want to do it but then one of my friends who's in this podcasting community his name's Shane he's mm-hmm. awesome he's the one that really put my trail story on the map huh? and he's like just ask worst thing worst case scenario she just says no I was like okay fine yeah. I'll just ask and it actually worked out perfect and I'm just I've been thinking about this ever since you know that day has come which I will, I'm going to get, ah, you're good. Sorry. I want to get into my first question. Okay. Um, Cause I know you've been to conventions and I know you talk to fans and stuff like that. Ah, what's happening? Um, stop. Okay. <laughs> you're good. Do you have any really creepy fan encounters? Um, 
Um, no. Well, this is, uh, so I'm the, uh, when I met you in Minnesota, that was just my second one that I done. Okay. So I just got with Sean, um, uh, when, uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips and, and, uh, Danny Roebuck are very close friends of mine and they had been telling, and Richard Brake, they told me when we were doing Halloween, I'm sorry, three from hell in 2019, mm-hmm. they're saying, you know, you should really start doing these horror conventions. And I said, I don't know what, I didn't even know they existed, didn't know anything about it. And so they said, well, you should, you know, we'll start, you know, talking you up and, but you really should go with us first. And I said, why? And they said, well, it can be a little sketchy. And if it's in the hotel where it is, they could follow you to your room. And so I had this, um, this, you know, imagination that, all these people were just fucked up and they're weird and they're, and they're just, but no, I haven't had any, nope, no, I haven't had, um, so I did the one in Kansas city in July and then the one in Minnesota in September, and then went to the Halloween 45 in Pasadena. And I haven't had any, any strange things. There was one thing that happened and I, I can't pin it on anyone, Mm -hmm. but, uh, in Minnesota, I, um, my phone went missing. Oh. And it turned up again in Pasadena. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. And um, there was a person who was in Minnesota and a person who was in Pasadena, uh, a fan, a person. I mean, a fan sounds so weird, but a person. And so I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm just glad that my phone was locked. Yeah. So it showed up. So now I am playing catch up with returning messages and emails. I was like, I didn't fucking know this is happening. <laughs> we had a family reunion kind of celebration of life thing happening. Um, didn't know about it. Couldn't get in touch with anyone because I don't have anyone's phone numbers or email addresses. They're all locked in my phone. Um, but other than that, I haven't had, you know, everyone's granted. Some people will kind of stay at the table a little too long. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I love being familiar, going up to people and hugging them and loving them. But I don't like that them doing that to me too much. I don't know it, but no, anyway, long story short, long story short, I have not had any weird fan things except my, my phone went on a vacation somewhere and showed back <laughs> up across the country. Well, it's just like, cause I do the series on my channel where creepy encounters and it's just like, yeah. there are so many weirdos out there. I bet, than, yeah. I mean, I felt I, a lot of them. I hugged a lot of them, yeah. but they, uh, somehow they just they they got enough of me thank goodness <laughs> <laughs> yeah because when we were at the convention and me and Gabby <clears throat> were walking around we're we love people watching and stuff like that so we're watching everybody and i yeah, looked at your her lady love? yes your lady? Okay. yes okay. and i was just like i i was just i was like thinking i was like what are we like one of the most normal people here like i feel like there's just a lot of sweaty old dudes that are just not like uh no thank you as we say here bless their hearts (laughs) um yeah but but yes all very 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 kind um Mm -hmm. i don't know if i would want to you know go go share an evening meal with them yeah but i did get lots of sweat on me yeah Uh, graciously because again i'm (laughs) so grateful and happy to make someone happy yeah were you able to talk to any of the other actors and actresses that were at the Minneapolis Crypticon? Um, let me see. Uh, yeah. So when I, when I did the one in Kansas city, I was, my, it was my first one. And I, uh, um, but Christina Lease, 
uh, was kind of telling me how to do things and and what to expect. And so that was really nice. Um, and then, so there I got to be friends with Laura and Leah from the Terminator from, I'm sorry. Um, the creepy, but terrifier, terrifier. Mm. And so we uh, got close and it was good to see them in, in Minneapolis, although we were sp all spread so far apart. Yeah. Um, but yes, I got to, to go and talk to people and Doug Jones, I could just eat his face off and, um, yeah. And D Wallace, I don't have a bad thing to say about anyone. Yeah. When, uh, me, Lauren doesn't know this, but me and Lauren are beefing. They're oh beefing no. Right Why now. is that? Um, because, <laughs> because, so I got the terrifier two poster. I went all, all around through the terrifier two people and got it signed Yeah, and she, I was telling her about my trail story and I I don't know if you know my trail story, but what it, I'm going to give you like a brief rundown of it. Yeah. Um, please. What happened was when I met my girlfriend, mm -hmm. we went to this trail on Valentine's day. She, cause she's really clairvoyant. Like she can speak to ghosts and she's just extremely gifted. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm coming into a little bit of my gifts. Like I can hear things. I can see things occasionally. I can. Mm -hmm. So we went to this trail and she saw a dude that wasn't living on the side of the trail, just staring at us. And he was really upset. And so we tried to figure out what was going on with this trail. And then as we're <clears> investigating, <throat> we find out that there is a demon on this trail, like a really head demon with a bunch of like minions on like under him. Okay. And I made the mistake one day of talking to him, talking to said head demon. And I got one of the little, one of these little demons attached to me. And I had to go through this whole cleansing thing. It was awful. It was not fun. Cause he, I have the Annabelle movie poster and he, the demon that was attached to me usually locked himself in my closet, would not move. And one night he decided to venture out and he knocked over my Annabelle poster. And so I was like, I called one of my friends be like, Hey, there's a spirit in my house and he's not leaving. And so he gave me and got me in touch with the psychic medium and she, we were able to get it unattached from me, just couldn't get it out of the house. But I was telling her that story, just like brief parts of it. And oh. she said, stay spooky with the heart. She said, Logan, stay spooky with the heart. I was like, Oh, she likes me. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so I was just bragging because I would just want to make Gabby mad. So I was bragging to her about it. And yeah. then she, had to hit me in the face with her going online and saying, Logan, she does that to everybody. Oh, I was like, oh, we're beefing now, Lauren. It's, it's on, it's on. I thought I was special, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. Oh, that's so, funny. um, did you enjoy, well, did you enjoy your time in Minnesota for the brief three day weekend that you were here? I really did. I, um, <clears throat> it was so beautiful driving there. And I've never been, actually, I take that back. I went to, um, to Egan, Minnesota in, um, the late 1990s. Um, and it was very, very cold. Yeah. And so I got to see the mall of America and things like that. But, um, anyway, I digress. Uh, it was really beautiful. It was pretty. And the people are so nice. And I had, um, a handler there, I guess, you know, a handlers for the people that don't know where the, um, the volunteers that will sit at the table with, with mm -hmm. us, you know, to help us navigate. And, um, and everyone was just so nice. Yeah. I really had a great time. 
Yeah. I really did. I'd love to come back and spend more time there. And Chaz, yeah. uh, who was running the convention, just meeting him and, and his family. And it just, just, it's just a big love fest. It was yeah. great. Yeah. yeah I, I did a panel there and that was interesting. Um, but we can talk about that later, <laughs> but I did. I, I really enjoyed my time there. I am happy that the convention wasn't in Minneapolis or St. Paul just because of what happened in 2020 with the pandemic and George Floyd being killed because after that it's just been a wild yeah. ride in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Yeah. yeah it's like I used to be able to when I was like 18 I'd go <clears throat> around and walk around Minneapolis at midnight go to Stone Arch Bridge and just hang out yeah now I, I can't do that because one of my friends who used to play for the University of Minnesota the Golden Gophers for hockey uh-huh. he actually had a a shootout right in front of his apartment house on campus. So really? ever like yeah, ever since the whole pandemic or anything like that, I try to stay clear of mm-hmm. going to Minneapolis around midnight. So it's still real. It's 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 just gotten worse because since the George Floyd Joy George Floyd, um, it has yeah, it has okay. it has. I never noticed it mm-hmm. because I'm from the suburbs, so I never really noticed it. But yeah. After everything going down and then the Minneapolis police department ended up finding out that like 50% of their cops are crooked and have um like a lot of police brutality allegations against them. They found all the really? stuff out. So they fired half of them. And then like the other 50%, some of them just started quitting because they couldn't handle, you know, the, the, the volume is probably insane. Yeah. So it's yeah. just, it's been a wild ride here. Like I felt safer in Atlanta than I did up here, which is weird. You'd think yeah. it'd be the opposite, but right. But no, it, yeah, it's just weird. It's just weird. Um, are you a scream queen? Because Crypticon late said you're a scream queen. And I, I tried looking it up and I was like, is this accurate? I was like, I don't, I don't know if it is. I don't, I don't know what a I don't know what a scream queen, you know, what the, what the job description is. Yeah. Um, it's my neighbors. Yes. Cause I am always, always screaming at the dogs <laughs> and I yell very loudly. Um, but I guess I'm, I mean, I'm a great screamer. I've done, I've done, you know, other, yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Do we have to have uh, it's, so many? It's, it's a weird thing because like Jenna Ortega falls into that <laughs> lineup. What she, was she? Is she a, is she a scream? Where does she scream then? I guess X. Have you seen X? I don't watch horror movies. Oh, well, because she... I don't see the reason I don't is because since I do them, mm-hmm. I have a different. It, oh. You know, it's funny to me. You know, yeah. they're not scary to me, so I yeah. I don't watch them. Yeah, um, she, but she no, was, I didn't see. She was a scream queen in X. She okay. favorite. That's one of my. I think that's my favorite horror movie of all time. I have to watch it then for sure. It is, it's a new twist on slasher films. I think personally, it's where an old couple like basically slaughters a group of porn stars that come and shoot a porno on their set or on their farm. It is so funny. And at one point, creative. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And at one point you see the old married couple, they start, they start having sex. Uh (laughs) And at one point you like you see um Mia Goth like because she's plays the old the old lady also 
She has okay. no nipples. And when I saw that, I lost my fucking mind. I thought that was <laughs> so funny. So funny. What? But yeah. And I guess like Jamie Lee Curtis is probably the one of the, I would say the biggest scream queens that has sure. been. Sure. Sure. But yeah, I was like, I tried finding. I was like, I don't know if she's a scream queen or not. Yeah, I don't know what that. I'm. I mean, I'm. I can scream easily, and yeah. you know, because I think I think it's real. You know, when Ty, when my Ty, uh, my Michael Myers, or if, in my world, Tyler Maine, you know, was mm-hmm. yeah, that's just real. I'm screaming yeah. my fucking head off. Yeah. That's... Yeah. So I'm gonna call myself a scream queen, and so okay. then I'll get more horror movies, <laughs> preferably Rob Zombie ones. But oh, I. We'll we'll talk a little bit about Rob Zombie yeah, here in a little bit. Di- he's di- he's different than than the other stuff. Yeah. Um. So your dad was mm-hmm. a lawyer and was the mayor. Am I correct? Uh, yes. He okay. Was the, ma- the mayor of a small town um, in South Carolina called Greenwood. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, how big? And like, is there any? Not. I'm not saying like connection between like your family and their family, but mm-hmm. like. The Murdoch murders. How? Oh, um, <clears throat> so, uh, yes. So, um, my family, my Jeffrey side, um, knew the Murdochs quite well because my, um, my great uncle, Richard Manning Jeffries, uh, was governor of the state for mm-hmm. a, a bit and, um, all that dirty politics, you know especially yeah. deep in the South is, is, is very, mm. very um, incestuous. So they knew one another and my brother works in a, in a place called Walterboro, which is, you know, where this was kind of all happening. And so he was familiar with, with, um, with the Murdoch family. Uh, it's a, um, it's a very, uh, sketchy you know i i'm southern and we think not there are a lot of us down here that rely on our social graces and everything's Mm -hmm. fine and we will love you up one side down the other and then we'll fucking cut you at the knees unfortunately Mm -hmm. um because uh i believe and i'm sure people will fuss at me but uh there's a lot of entitlement Mm -hmm. In a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a well-to-do family, if you will. Yeah. And so, um, he was, he is, was very, very, very shady. Um, I think he passed that down to, you know, rest in peace, his, his son, Paul, Paul, as he would call mm-hmm. him. Um, uh, you know, bless him. Just, uh, um, not, um, you know, kind of tainted to the bone. Yeah. Whether it was lineage, whether it was, you know, he was taught by his great grandfather and grandfather. And, and, you know, this is how you can do things. This is how you get away with things. This is how it reminds me of Roadhouse, you know, Wesley. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, It's that it's unfortunate. But yeah. yeah. Did it, how much did it shake South Carolina when all this stuff started coming out? Was it just like, whoa, holy shit. Or was it just like, "Mm, I kind of saw this coming. Um, we're very good actors here. Yeah. <laughs> um, just ask Thomas Ravenel. Um, we are very good actors. Everyone knew what was going on. Everyone had a suspicion. But again, like in Roadhouse, you can't say anything. You don't. Yeah. Um, 
you keep your mouth shut because it could come in your backyard. Thank yeah. goodness my um, both sides, you know, my maternal and, and paternal families were, were good people mm-hmm. um, involved in some shady um, activities as well. But, um, you know, it's all for the good of other people as opposed to the good of your family. Yeah. Yeah. It's... You know, so whereas the Murdaws were, 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 you know, what, what, what charities were they given to? What, how were they helping their community? I don't know much about that, mm-hmm. but there, you know, lots of times you, as you know, you do what you have to do sometimes for the better of your family or the better of your community. Yeah. Um, not just for the better of your, of your pocketbook. Yeah. Which I mean, I'm trying to be very political. Can you tell? Yeah. <laughs> Well, when just, I run for mayor, I don't want this coming back. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's when you get in. I got to rethink. Hold on. When you get into like how you just said with that stuff it and like do it for the better of your family and your community. Not a lot of people are doing that nowadays. It's more about themselves and a lot of entitlement to. Yeah. It's like a status thing. It's all about status nowadays. And it's not, you know, like, oh, if I take this hit, my son will, he will live off better. Like, not a lot of people think like that. Like, I I saw this thing. I think it was like Lil Boozy said, if my son got pinned with a murder charge, I would take it so he could live the rest of his life because I'm his parent and already lived 50 years. So I will gladly take that charge from it and not a lot of parents or people are like that and no. it's kind of sad to see kind of it's 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 horrible yeah, yeah. And, and and back to the murders you don't um you know try to <laughs> um i'm just gonna say it you know you don't kill your 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 family because of um of of what's coming of 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 ah, <laughs> take two um <laughs> You know, you don't kill your family because of because of the things that you've done wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, his son was involved in some things that were covered up. Um, as was he. <laughs> so yeah. there you go down the line. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you're but back to that, people just don't parent anymore. No. Um, and personally, I've had a lot of you know, I'm super conservative in my in my um very liberal on a lot of things, but very conservative with my money or with my home or with Mm -hmm. my, my parenting. And so I've had a lot of backlash because, you know, of being naked on camera or, um, or my language or doing things, but you know, everybody has, has boobs and Bush. And if it's, if it's, if it's giving me my health insurance to take care of my son, um, if it's paying me so that I can take care of my elderly mother, you know, you say what you want to say, but I'm not out there doing it just, you know, for, for, you know, screenshots. Yeah. So, um, that- so you're right. You do what you have to do with, and I think you can do whatever you want to do. Um, whether it's shady or whether it's not, as long as the goal is, 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 um, is, is valuable, I guess, as long as it's, it's valued, you know, it's for a reason, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm, I just found this hundred dollar bill on the ground I'm not going to go spend it on a new pair of shoes. I'm mm-hmm. going to go give it to the soup kitchen. You know, that kind of, that kind yeah. of, I, I can rationalize the shit out of anything, but <laughs> um, yeah, people could parent and, 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 and look for the good and others would be best. Yeah. Like I always tell people there is a level of selfishness you can be. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
like if like because if you don't have a family it's just you yeah at the end of the day it's only going to be you so you have to look out for yourself right but if you have a family and stuff like that you, you can be a little bit selfish but like you still have to you know like i was taught that like yeah there's only you at the end of the day and whoever you need to cut out to be who you are and be what you want to be and go to the places you want to go. Get them the you, fuck out. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to do it, you know? Yeah. And I'm a huge believer on, you know, chasing your dreams and doing what you want mm-hmm. because I, I just hate people. Like if they're stuck in a bad marriage, but they're in it for the kid, like, Oh God, kids are like, please divorce, get yeah, out. Yeah. So I just, I just, I don't like that kind of mentality. I always like the, you know, just go get what you want because you deserve it. Yeah. And just be nice. Yeah. Be nice to people. Yeah. Don't be a douche. Don't be a dick. Th- there's too many of those in today's society that we can't. There's too even... many. Yeah. There are yeah. too many. It's like, I, it, it kind of, when I was at acting school or, or when we graduated, Hume Cronin, he's an old actor, old, old, he's dead now. But he said, you know, there's a lot, there's no room at the top at all. All, all these, you know, he didn't say that, but basically, you know, all these little assholes are down at the bottom and they're fighting like salmon to get up to the top. There's so much room at the top. There's nobody up there because yeah. everyone's so happy in mediocrity and everyone's fighting down here. And it's like, no, just keep swimming and just be good. Because once you get there, it's, it's, there's so much room. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I that had anything to do with what you said, but I thought it did in my head. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it did. It did. It worked. Um, yeah. Now, just follow your dream. People don't believe. Fuck them. You know, yeah. what, so there's a guy, T.D. Jakes. He's a, you know, a, a, a pastor and, and mentor. And, and he says, what is it? Like eagles don't ask turtles for advice. Fuck that. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's how I am with um, like, because when I say ignorant, a lot of people think like ignorant as in like that whole like quote unquote racist kind of way but like yeah, ignor- that's not what no no and growing up that's what i thought of man like it was like oh they're ignorant oh they might be a little racist but it's not it after i you know grew up and figured yeah. everything out i shouldn't say they're everything just choosing to ignore that's what yeah it is. yeah and i always tell myself is like you can't explain some of the truth to certain ignorant people it's just mm-hmm. not how it works because they'll just frustrate you and you're just going to, you know, it's going to ruin your day. So, yeah, because they're so locked and, and loaded yeah. and angry in their stance that they are yeah. literally choosing to ignore your idea or your goals or your walk. Yeah. Like, well, then get the fuck on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Get out yeah. of my goddamn way. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I've been because I don't have any like, well, when I lived in Atlanta, one of my roommates, she was an actress and mm-hmm. I forgot her name. I think it's Delaney. Mm-hmm. She, um, uh, that's the only <laughs> other actress I know. And she's on the way up, I guess, mm-hmm. I think from what I haven't spoken to her in like over a year, but she's yeah. going somewhere. And I always wanted to ask this about the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial <clears throat> about somebody, or I wanted to ask this question to somebody in the industry, because from the outside looking in, Amber Heard seems, you know, if you've seen the trials and see it, a little mm-hmm. wild, a little wild. And it's just like, but there's always two sides to one story. And I know Johnny Depp is a bigger actor than her. And mm-hmm. he's got, you know, a whole discography of movies, like great movies that he's been in. 
-hmm. So have you heard any like weird things that like changed your mind on both perspectives of your colleagues or is it, you know, pretty cut and dry like it was when it was on TV and the Netflix special that they just did? Um, are you talking about them specifically? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't, obviously I don't know either of them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, I think Johnny Depp has a, a, I think he's a a great actor. You know, he throws his whole self into it. Um, I'm an asshole. Uh, I, I think Johnny, I mean, uh, you're going to get people (laughs) yelling at me. Sorry. Um, No, no, no. I'm just, you know, I say what's in my mouth and it gets me in trouble, but I don't care. Um, I think she knew what she was getting into. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, who, (laughs) who doesn't know who Johnny Depp is, whether, you know, his, his, and I think that, I don't know. I think that she used it to her advantage. Um, I'm sure. I, I don't know. I just think. Yeah. I mean, everyone. Johnny's his his reputation is legendary. So I think he yeah. knew what he. Like she of course she had to know what she was getting into. Yeah. Um. And the whole. I just think that she twisted it, and you know, attorneys are paid to do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't. I think. Well. Bless her heart. <laughs> it's just. Yeah, I, I'm sure Johnny was an asshole, but I mean, yeah. he, again, she. I'm not advocating for abuse of women or whatever but you know if 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 the women are going to take it i mean get yeah. out you know yeah. if you're if you're so broken to get into that type of relationship i don't know i'm gonna get in trouble yeah i just i i just thought it was so funny that you know she sues him so lost yeah. and backfires on her and then he flips yeah. it sues her for defamation of character yeah. and when i thought that was yeah. the funniest thing exactly it's like what the fuck did you expect was gonna happen yeah. i mean yeah. come on you think everyone whether you know whether i don't know whether johnny was worse than what we heard yeah. come on he yeah. unfortunately the court of public opinion people love him and again mm-hmm. we all know who he is we you know we're not igno- choosing to ignore <laughs> yeah what yeah. he's capable of and so yeah. come on he's one of the biggest household names probably in this <clears throat> world yeah and then the whole bullshit of her showing up you know with her little hair up and perfect <laughs> he hurt me so bad okay well you kind of fucked him over too lady mm-hmm. yeah because well, he ended up I don't know. he ended up losing that pirates of the caribbean yeah deal for the sixth movie i think it was yeah. And I just saw a thing <laughs> yesterday or two days ago where it said <laughs> Johnny Depp will not agree to do any more movies with Disney or something. It was something along the lines of that. If yeah. they don't ap- make a public apology for firing him from Pirates Good. of the Caribbean 6. And I thought that was so funny. I was like, he deserves it, first hilarious. of all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, people decided that he was, but again, even Hollywood knows who he is. Disney yeah. knows who he is. They hire him anyway because he gets asses in seats. I mean, I've worked with people that are the worst, but they get people to tune into the to the movies and the shows. So they just, yeah. I mean, they, I think there's a lot of you know sadomasochism in 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 hiring people too. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. people want the problem children um, because it makes I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
So I want to go back to your like career now and like your parents <clears throat> and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Did your mom, you know, and dad, sorry, mom mm-hmm. and dad, did mm-hmm. they, did they support they, your they dreams? They up when I was three. So mom and dad were separate. Okay. But yeah, okay. yeah. Did they support your dreams when you told them like, Hey, I want to become an actress. This is what I want to do. <laughs> um, so my mother used to want me to uh, to do plays here in Charleston, and I never. I was just so insecure, and I had buck teeth and stringy hair and and bowed legs. And um, my brother used to say that I was a pirate's dream. I was a sunken chest. I mean, I was you know, if I stood sideways and stuck up my tongue, I looked like a zipper. So I had no uh, self esteem at all. So when after when I was in college, <clears throat> I. Uh, I don't want to, I mean, it's a long story, but when I was in college, I um, went and auditioned for a play and got in Mm -hmm. and then thought, Hey, this is a lot of fun. I can, I can do this. And I told mom, I said, I'm going to go be an actress. She said, Oh, you can't be, you can't do that. You just got to get picked. They got to pick you out like a model. And I thought, okay. Um, But then after college, you know, I kept doing plays and after college, I, I got accepted to law school and acting school kind of, within the same time frame, And then when I told my mom that I wanted to go to New York to be an actor, she sobbed. I mean, she cried. She said, <laughs> but you're going to be poor. For I said, yeah, but I'm going to be happy. Yeah. She said, okay. So she um, put me on an overnight train to go to, to New York and I didn't have anywhere to live. And I just showed up. And I mean, I, it, it's truly by the grace of God. I have, I have, I'm not dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my father, he passed away when I was 18. He was 50, 59. And so he never knew. He he always knew that I was going to um, do something. Um, he imagined that I was going to be a judge. Because, um, I, you know, politics and, and law really do run through my veins. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I didn't want to read torts for three years. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that's Again, the ADHD doesn't 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 serve me yeah, that well. Yeah. <clears throat> but that that that's I love hearing stories like that where people will mm-hmm. drop everything and they will go and pursue something that makes them happy and something yeah. that they want to do. It's because like I hate going to the bars. Like I yeah. my girlfriend will attest to this. I hate going out and I hate going to the bars. I will rather lock myself in my room work yeah. on my cover art, work on a script for my podcast, work, just come up with these ideas. Because yeah. when I go to the bar and I see all of these people not saying being normal is awful, I just get confused. That was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I just get confused on like, isn't this boring to you guys? Like coming here, working a nine to five, coming to the bars and then every weekend you just rinse, repeat. Like, doesn't it ever just get really, really boring? <laughs> Right. Right. It's like, what do you, what do you, what do you, what are you doing? What do you, I mean, yeah. what do you do? Literally, what are you doing? What are you doing yeah. with your life? You're, 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 you're being, you're a human being, I guess, as they say, but what are you, what are you doing other than, yeah. you know, going home and smelling up your covers and as it comes out of your pores, the alcohol, I just don't. Yeah. <clears throat> but I... yet when I was little, I used to watch the TV show fame. I don't know if you know that show, but, um, uh, they did a movie. It's based on the, um, the high the high school performing arts in New York, and so I I would sing in the shower and I would do commercials with my stuffed animals and my shampoo bottles and 
I always knew that I wanted to be in it, that I was, I was going to be an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I didn't have a plan. That and I was, think that me well, otherwise I probably would have tried to do it younger. And I'm glad mm-hmm. that I wasn't, a, you know, tried to get into it as a child actor. Yeah. Again, the buck teeth and, you know, no boobs and bow legs. Kind of <laughs> help me. <laughs> or there, it could be, it could have been a niece for me. Yeah. I um see, I'm the same way growing up as a little kid. I always knew I was just like, I'm going to do something. There's something bigger out there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And you're restless inside. You're not, it'd be easy to just go to the bar and do the nine to five, but that's not who we are. It'd be so much easier, but we can't. Cause when growing up, like even when I was a little kid, like my first dream was to, you know, play in the NHL and be a professional hockey player. But I always, I was like, I'm, I'm going to be a millionaire. I just know, like, I feel that I'm going to be a millionaire. And then I really didn't find (laughs) once I got out of high school, you know, hockey didn't work out, obviously. Mm -hmm. But you you did it. You tried it. I did it. I did it. It's just, just like politics. It plays a huge role in sports and I hated it. It got to the point where I hated it. And (laughs) so the business aspect of all of that is ugly. yeah, Yeah. Where your property and not, you know, it's yeah, I hated it. So and let me interrupt you real quick. I'm um was reading a book, uh, Malcolm Gladwell called The Outliers. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've heard of that. It's um mm-hmm. and they talk about uh in either the first or second chapter, they talk so the book is outliers, it's about um the outliers uh in in the world at a particular moment in time. So for example, um uh you know, when the when the um a lot of Jewish people came over at whatever time that was and they became um uh, they were into textiles because that's what they brought from, from home or, um, or, you know, the Roosevelt's and the Vanderbilt's. And so they were able to make money in, in the, you know, the steam industry and, and stuff because of the time it talked about hockey players and that um, to be in the NHL or to be a, as a child to be considered, Oh, he could be good one day um, that their birthdays, we're typically in January and February, or I could be oh. saying that wrong. Do you know what I'm talking about? It was something I, about. I de- I've never heard of that. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it's, um, it's, and I'll send you a text about it, but it said that these, like the best players are typically born in a particular, I'll, fi- I'll find it and send that to you, but I just, okay. I digress. I'm interrupting you. Take two. No, okay. <laughs> um, But yeah, it's just, and then I, after, I turned 18. I was like, so I was supposed to ship out for the Marine Corps, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. And my whole senior year was crazy because I was PTing with the Marines for like, like three, sometimes four times a week. And it was like two to three hours a day. And then after that, I'd have hockey practice and my entire second semester, I had four gym classes. So I was just extremely fit, like half of my senior year. And it came to my ship date, which was September 4th. And I was about to get on the plane. I was at the Minneapolis airport and I was about to get on. I had my little manila folder and I was ready to get on the plane to go to Camp Pendleton to start boot camp. Yeah. And I'm I'm sitting there and I'm just crying, like hysterically crying because I just didn't want to leave my parents. Like I just wasn't ready to go yet. Yeah. And I was talking to the universe like, please don't let me go. Like, I do not want, I do not want to go right now. And I kid you not. I heard a little whisper in my ear say, don't worry. I got you. And so 
which was really, really interesting because nobody, it was just me and nobody was there. So it was like this weird spirit just came to me. Yeah. Yeah. And so after that, I decided to pursue music and that didn't work out. Don't like that industry whatsoever. But you did it and you know what you don't want. Yeah. Yes. And then I just, I've always loved telling stories. Mm -hmm. So in Atlanta, when I was, you know, down really bad, I was just like, well, let's just start telling horror stories because I love horror so much. And from then, from that day that I first uploaded my episode, I knew what I was supposed to do. It's weird when you find out what you know what you're supposed to do because Mm -hmm. it's just like, well, now, like, I love speaking. I love talking to people. I love public speaking and I love sharing stories. And then it's weird because from that, it turned into, I also like just love art in general and being artistic so I was like well eventually we'll move into movies Mm -hmm. and then I have this really far-fetched dream that I might not be able to complete but I will definitely be able to get it started is I want to change the prison system okay because I for the lesser crimes I think it shouldn't be as harsh of a place for lesser lesser crimes Mm -hmm. like if you take a guy who's selling drugs and he's out, you know, trying to provide for his family and stuff like that, and you give him a 10 year sentence. Yeah. And then he can't get anything like can't get a job after that. So now he has to go back to selling drugs. Like, I think that's stupid. I think that's really, really dumb. I agree with you for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously if you're a pedophile or like a murderer or something like that, unless the murder was justifiable, which sometimes they are. Sure. It's just, it's just, it's just a whole messed up kind of thing. And I feel like it needs to be changed, but that's, I agree with you. That's a, (laughs) that's a whole nother conversation for a different day, but it's just, Mm -hmm. it's just weird. And I've never had that conversation with somebody where it's just like, you finally found your thing. You finally found that it, it's just, yeah, it's just so bizarre. It's wonderful too, because there's like something stirring in you forever and you don't know exactly what it is because you get distracted with the Marines or with the hockey or with, you know, taking mm-hmm. out the trash, whatever. And then you, it kind of stifles a little bit, but then it keeps coming up. But sometimes you're directed in it, depending upon, you know, who you're with, if you're in a relationship or if you're surrounded by, you know, turtles and you're an Eagle, whatever that kind of gets, you get distracted from it. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, when you got back from Atlanta or you just kind of have your your peaceful moments and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Then you can hear the mm-hmm. whispers, you know, yeah. when you were crying and you were just like, what the fuck? I don't want to do this. You probably had such a moment of stillness where you were able to hear or feel mm-hmm. and be like, OK, so we have to just kind of regroup and reset sometimes. But all that outside noise just gets too loud. Yeah. Really, yeah. really distracting at times. Yeah. Yeah. And- and then you get upset with yourself because you don't know what's yes. going on and you go and you're from, out of control and you can't, yeah. yeah, you can't. Yes. Yes. Preach baby. <laughs> That's exactly what you're talking about. Like for me, it turned out like I was going from job to job to job, just trying to find that thing. And yeah. then I was like, I, at one point I kind of gave up. I was like, well, I work at UPS. I'll just become a driver. I'll make, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a year delivering I'll packages. Settle. I'm fine yeah. with that. And it's just, it just, it's just like, no, I can't, no. no, no. You can't, you can't, you can't do yeah. it. It's a, yeah. it's literally a beautiful curse that we have inside mm-hmm. of us. And yeah, yeah, it would be so much easier 
to be able to do that. And I've asked people like, like, if you could do anything other than drive a UPS truck, what would you do? Or, you know, and some people genuinely have no other desire. And that makes me sad because I think what happened to you <laughs> that you didn't yeah. think you could be whatever you wanted to be? Who knocked it out of you? Yeah. Um, yeah. When at the convention, I, t- I met Eric Avari. Great. I love I don't him. Know who that is. He was in The Mummy. Um, oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I and, Mr. and yes. Mr. Deeds. He yes, was, exactly. He's awesome because very, very nice, very, very wholesome. And oh. he looked at me and said, what do you do for work? And I said, Oh, I work at, you know, this plumbing company where we sell stuff to plumbers. And he goes, sorry, let me take that back. What is your passion? Like, what are you passionate about? And I listed off like seven different things. And he's like, Oh, yeah. oh wow. Okay. So it was just, it's just weird. You know, not a lot of people ask about what you're passionate about. And it is right. so good to like, it feels yeah. so good to get it out when somebody's willing and genuinely wants to listen. Yes. Cause they remind you, you and mm-hmm. they genuinely care or they, me as well. We wouldn't ask you, you know, yeah. we, we want, we want to get everybody in this fucked up business. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so, it, that, that's awesome that he was able to, to connect yeah. with you like that too. Yeah. And yeah, everybody was just so nice there. It was just crazy. Um, yeah. So it's too dark. Do I need another light in here? No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Okay. Um, it's very cloudy outside and I don't have, I don't like overhead lights, yeah. but I do have other lamps that I can turn on if it gets too dark. You're good. I can see you perfectly. Okay. Um, <clears throat> well, I just had it. Oh, so do you believe, cause I've asked different, a lot of people this, cause I, my grandpa, like I said, was a scout. So I would, you know, get in touch with NHL players sometimes when I'd meet them face to face. Yeah. Do you believe that you are born with the talent of becoming like an actress, an actor, a movie producer, or, you know, <coughs> do you believe that you have to be born with it, like that kind of talent? Or do you think it can be opened up over time from being more exposed to it? Um. Well, producing and things like that, that's a whole different mindset. That's more of a left brain thing, I think, myself okay. for myself. And I have no left brain. I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mm, No one's asked me that before, and I haven't thought about it. I think um, <clears throat> I think you need to be, and, and, and I guess this goes along with music too. I think you need to be born or not born. I think you have to either be born or nurtured um, mm-hmm. with a sense of fearlessness, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and with that comes, you know, the, you know, that you're going to do that, that you're not, yeah, be afraid of the big scary wolf and stuff like that, yeah. but just don't have any fear, you know, get out there. And if you get a puck in your face, you get a puck in your face. Yeah. Um, don't be scared. Don't let someone tell you, you can't do something or you're not good enough, especially in music. If you're behind the scenes, especially and when you're acting, we have, you know, wigs and makeup and, and wardrobe. It doesn't really matter what you look like or how old you are. You know, if you start mm-hmm. when you're 60 or when you're six, um, I do think that you need to be born or, or have instilled in within you a sense of fearlessness, though, because within music or, or acting, um, you're going to be you're going to be shit on. You really are. You're mm-hmm. going to be told you're not good enough. You're ugly. You suck. You can't cry on cue. You can't. You know, you can't get that lick that I want you to get on the bass. 
And you just have to be born with that fearlessness so that you will have the thick skin. Mm-hmm. Um, I coach a lot of, of actors and it's great. And, and some of them don't have that fearlessness. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, they're not going to go very far. But I think they have a whisper inside them that they haven't heard yet. You know, yeah. maybe they need to be a UPS driver. Maybe they need to do something, be a producer, be behind the scenes. Um, I don't. I I don't, I don't know if it's a born thing, but it is definitely a nurture thing. Um, and it's, I think it's, 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 it's just fearlessness. I think. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I think yeah. you have to be born with this mentality that it is at some point all or nothing. Like you have right. to be, because right. for me, I am like, this made me almost like semi cry last week. Cause my girlfriend said, you have grit. And I was like, what do you mean? She's yeah. like, you will, if you don't understand something, you will lock yourself away and you will learn it and you learn yeah. it quick. And yeah. I was just, an obsession. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is because it's just, it's just like, I do everything myself on my podcast. The only time I don't do something is when Gabby comes and helps me record. Cause we yeah. do our episodes together on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. And other than that, like I wanted to make a new cover up for the longest time and Mm -hmm. I tried making it, got upset with it, put it down. And then two months later, like literally two weeks ago, I was like, okay, I'm going to actually figure this out. And I picked it up within a day. So I think for you kind of have to be like born with that mentality of like, this is it. This is like, no matter how hard I got pushed, I have to keep this going and keep doing this. Like I, will like you have to make sacrifices i feel like in order to get to where you want to be so it's it yeah i'm one of those weird people that you have to be born with a specific mentality to yeah be able to attack it yeah for yeah i i i agree with you and thinking about the whole born part i'm thinking back in you know into my um lineage yeah i had you know public speakers and i had um I had actors because all I didn't have any actors, but all of the, you know, politicians on my father's family, politicians are actors, you know, and then my mother was one of 14 on a farm. And so they all had to kind of struggle and, and find their place in the world. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I guess I was born with a little, you know, with that tenacity, Mm -hmm. but also um, um, my, uh, my great parents separately, they were, they were great parents. But I also wasn't expected to do much. <laughs> I was expect, you know, we'd go on the golf course and I was the one who would wash the balls. Um, you're welcome to take that and make it a sound bite. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know, I wasn't expect I, I couldn't golf. You know, I wasn't expected to to do much. My I would, you know, be put up on a pedestal and play the piano at a party and and oh, she's going to be the next judge. Um, and they all knew I was going to do something, but I think um people not expecting me to really do anything mm-hmm. taught me to to sneak around and do what I want to do anyway mm-hmm. um, and I think with that and maybe you had the same you know you kind of you don't really tell everyone what you're up to and so with that that kind of also toughens you and um and gives you that grit that mm-hmm. you're just like, okay, well, I'm just not going to talk about it. Or yeah, y'all go ahead and shit on me or push me down the stairs or it's okay. I got this. And then you just, 
then all of a sudden you show up and they're like, where the fuck did this come from? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, you're right. You're born with it. And then you're just toughened by it. I think. I am. And it's a curse. It's it a is. Curse. We can't help it. <laughs> we, we wish it, we could get it out, but we can't. Yeah. I, so early on when I was doing music, I would tell a bunch of people everything like, oh, I'm going to do this, this, and this. Yeah. And then I watched this YouTube short and Steve Harvey said, he's like, I love him. Me too. I want to meet him. I would love to meet yeah. him someday. He's great. And he said something. He's like, God gave you a gift and he only let he only the only people that can hear that or hear and want to listen to your gift is people that actually like care you he's like you can't you can't tell your plans or your gifts to people that you know won't listen so it's or they will shoot you down mm -hmm, or those mm -hmm. ones that are miserable because they never did it so they're not gonna let you do it they're not gonna encourage you yeah did so like since your family kind of had like this pre-planned thing for like journey for you as you're growing (laughs) up were they was there some disappointment where they're like oh she wants to go do her own thing or was there any like oh I have I want her to do this but like you know what I mean yeah um so mama went to 14 there, you know, all the girls of, of the family became nurses. Cause that's really all that they could afford to do. Mm-hmm. So she thought that I was going to go into medicine somehow. And I thought, okay, I'll do that. That'll be fun. Um, but the, you know, I, I never thought I could stick someone and try to get blood out of them. <laughs> you know, I yeah. could do anything else. And then my father, you know, they thought I was going to go into, um, into, into politics or, or, or law in some form my my i have a, a sister and two brothers and the four of us if you were to put us in a in a boxing ring it would be cockfight we're just we're all very 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 different mm-hmm. um and none of them thought that i would ever they just they just thought they i you know they just thought that i was was going off to new york and and trying to sh- never have a job i think they thought mm-hmm. that oh she's gonna go be an actor she they still you know my sister's dead which god bless her um and then my other brother i don't talk to but one of my brothers that <laughs> i talk to kirby we get along great um i think they all just thought that i was they, they still even and and before my mom died they really didn't know what i did mm-hmm. they as a, you know, and with music too, and this, you know, there, there's civilians out in the world that don't understand. They can't grasp. Like when you said you would, you know, we were watching the filming, they can't grasp the enormity of what's really happening. And yes, I'm actually getting paid to be here. Mm-hmm. It just seems so, so silly to, to people that don't get it, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. they, um, they weren't, they weren't sad. They weren't happy. They just, they never understood it. They thought I was just again, flitting off here and there and traveling and doing shows. And they thought, and, and I call myself a carny because I feel like I'm a <laughs> carnival because I just set up shop in different places. Um, yeah. Yeah. I see. I also keep my life very, very private because of that whole, when I was pursuing music at the time and telling yeah. people ever since then, I was like, well, this is what I'm going to do. Like, I didn't tell the mm-hmm. only people that I told that I was having you on my podcast was, mm-hmm. Gabby, obviously, my girlfriend. Yeah. Um, she told a couple of her friends, and I yeah. told my parents. Other than that, I told nobody because 
I like to keep all of my stuff private. And I also figured out from past experiences is if you like before stuff is set in stone, if you say, you know, like I would say like, Oh, I'm going to have Tom Hanks. I'm going to talk to him this weekend. I'm going to, I'm going to have Tom Hanks on my podcast. Yeah. And this, there was just a scenario and it wouldn't happen. Like, or somebody would flake and bail. So that's why I always keep, everything really really private up until specific things like when it's going to happen yeah i think that's i'm i you can look at my even in social media and that's why i'll never you know be super super famous i'm so private i don't and you know Mm -hmm. the more people know about you the more they can hurt you the more they can discredit you and say oh you said you're gonna have tom hanks what the fuck happened loser yeah it's like um so no i agree with you I, i i you know i wish we could go back to the day where people were more private, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, Bill Murray, he's super private. And, and when I'm a good friend of mine, John Hawks, I don't know if you know him as an actor. Um, he was in, uh, anyway, he was in Eastbound and Down. If you saw Eastbound and Down, he plays Danny's, he plays Kenny Powers brother. Okay. And he's done so much and he's, you know, he's super, you just gotta be private. You've got to, mm-hmm. you know, make people wonder about you and they'd be like, Oh, there you are. One of my favorite people that, mm-hmm was that well when they were living prince he was so private about everything and a little side note about that um when my grandparents were living in minneapolis way back when they were shooting purple rain well that's right he's he's a native there yeah yeah he actually they filmed that movie i think across the street from my grandma's house when she was growing up wow yeah wow yeah, and my dad actually, because he lived in Chaska, which is like 40 minutes west of my town. Okay. And one day my dad was out over there and he just saw Prince jogging and he just said hi to Prince and Prince said hi back. And that was that. It was just like, yeah. like being private is so cool. Like Prince yeah. or The Weeknd, like it's just like it amazes me on how they can be <coughs> private with how big they were. They are. Yeah. And I think like with Prince, especially I, and, and, and probably the weekend, I don't, I don't know his story very well, but um, I think people respect you when you're, Mm -hmm. they, 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 there's a level of respect. Like, no, 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 I'm not going to ask Prince anything because you just respect them. Yeah. I do anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only man that can wear six inch heels and kill that shit. I I mean, he is, he is sexy to everybody i mean you can't yeah. you can't say he's not whether you're straight or i mean he come on that's <laughs> <laughs> uh i watched his when he performed i didn't know he performed at the super bowl halftime show years ago yes that it w- i was so impressed when he played purple rain in the yes. rain wearing six in- six inch stilettos like that was mind-blowing to me i was yep. so amazed and he was a little guy and he yeah. could um so another question i have for you is in becoming an actress and going through this huge you know journey from you know starting from well technically in the acting world starting from nothing and building this massive foundation being in act being in acting for over two decades like what were some of like the biggest obstacles that you you know had to overcome and like what was that one point where you were just like 
I don't know anymore. Um, today, <laughs> um, oh, uh, the, um, I think most actors will tell you this and musicians, I'll, I'll put that back on you. I think our biggest obstacles are us. I mean, we're our, we're our obstacle. Yeah. Um, you know, you get someone that says, Hey, come play back up with me on this. And you're like, well, am I doing this right? Um, you, I get an audition for, um, you know, I know my lane. I know I'm I'm good at you know drug addicts and horror stuff and 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 tra- I, I'm good at that. But if I get an audition for you know the 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 wife of a, a politician or I mean I don't see myself mm-hmm. as being able to do that. So my biggest challenge and and hurdles have been me and my self confidence and how I see myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly. But, and and it's scary because as you know, probably as well, anything you put your mind to, you can really do it like mm-hmm. anything at all, as long mm-hmm. as you're not infringing on the rights of someone else. Um, you can pretty much make anything happen. And so I, I have the hugest balls <laughs> <laughs> of, and I just, you know, I'll just, I, you know, at one point I wanted to run, there's a country band called Alabama and I was 17 and went to go see them at a fairground and concert and I knocked on the door and I was like I'm gonna come sing with y'all and they looked at me like who the fuck um <laughs> ended up getting in and played them a tape of me singing they're like oh um that was really good but you're just too young I can't fucking sing I just thought <laughs> but I took a bag with shorts and long johns and a coat and ba- I I was going mm-hmm. um so anyway so um it's not so you know i'll reach out to directors and actors and and all that and i, I don't know my biggest ob- obstacle is me yeah that that so I like to say that someone got in my way or i wasn't pretty enough or i wasn't sure whatever no yeah. no my biggest obstacle is me yeah well yeah. i want to go back to when you said the whole like when they were explaining that you couldn't <laughs> sing but they did it in a nice way i i'm one of those people that hates that like if I give you something, you can lay into me if yeah. you want. If say it's awful, if you want to, just yeah. go ahead and lay into me because I don't know if you lie to me, I'm gonna think I'm one of the best people at this thing in this yeah. world. So yeah. I always tell people like, "Hey, how does this episode sound?" And I and I always say they say, "Oh, it's good." I was like, "You can lay into me if you want to," and it's like, "No, I'm being like honest. It's it's good." I was like, "Okay, cool." Like, yeah. I but love good it. is very vanilla. It's like, well, wait, what about it was good? You know, tell me yeah. something that wasn't good. Yeah. You know, did you hear a, a ding in the background? You know, tell, but yeah, just good or nice or yeah. You know, look, don't yeah. give me that. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, yeah. Um, yeah. And bless their heart, Alabama, because I, I mean, I was super cute and I was so naive and it was <laughs> a fairground and they let me in. And I said, well, can I, can I, you know, I, I can, can I at least just go and, and sell t-shirts, you know, I'll be a merch person. Mm-hmm. No, you're, you know, when you're 18, let us know. And, you know, then when my brother picked me up and laughed and said, what were you thinking? I was like, nothing. I left a goodbye note at home, everything. I said, bye, I'm leaving. Then I wasn't That's leaving. Funny. I had to come back home. <laughs> that, that was me with the Yellow Wolf concert. I, yeah. I love Yellow Wolf. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, 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 I do too rappers and <laughs> there was a concert in minneapolis about two three years ago and when i was trying to become a rapper i 
I made a sign that said, hey, Mike, let me come on stage and rap with you because it's his first name. So I was like, oh, we'll use his first name because it'll get his attention. I and think I we went, know each other. Yeah. Yeah. I went straight to the barricade. Didn't even bring me up there once. And then my oh, grandma, man. I, I told my whole plan. I was like, Grandma, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be making music with him. I'm going to be able to leave, blah, blah, blah. And afterwards, yeah. it didn't happen. I felt so embarrassed. Right. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like you're young and you just like you think, you know that this is how it's going to be and everything you put it. Yeah. It was so funny yeah. looking back at, I'm still a little embarrassed about it, but it yeah. was, it was so funny. It was so, but you know, but we had the balls to do it. Yeah. Because again, what are they going to say? No, they can't eat us. You know, yeah. you don't know till you try. And he could have been like, dude, I got this white guy. Up here. It could have happened, but if you yeah. don't try, you don't know. You don't, you don't. Yeah. So as your acting career progressed, <clears throat> What was that moment that day where, where like when you realized you finally made it? Was it like, you know, you're just laying in bed one night and you're like, wow, I actually fucking did it. Like all of that hard work and everything, it I finally made it. What was that moment for you? <laughs> this is very silly. Um, that moment for me, it hasn't happened since. I was... Um, maybe 20 i don't know i think it was 1990 i don't remember when it was but it was a <laughs> it was a movie called chasers it was a long 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 time ago it was dennis hopper and i can't remember who else was in it i was hired to be an extra and i had a little teeny teeny little blue toyota truck and i got hired to drive a truck in a scene and that's all that it was supposed to ever do and then at lunch you know, all the extras are sitting, you know, under this big bridge where we shot it and they're, we're having our lunch and I see Dennis Hopper sitting by himself. And so I get up and I take my little plate and I walk over and I sit down right next to him. I hadn't met him. I just, I, I barely knew who he was. I, mm -hmm. I didn't know his, his history. And so I sat down next to him and started talking to him and we had this great banter. And then, um, uh, we were getting, all getting ready to leave. The, the shoot day was over and he came up to me and he asked me if I wanted to join them at a place here in Charleston called Henry's. And it was like a, a jazz club after hours saying, and they were going to, to drink after. And I had my first shot of Jägermeister with Dennis Hopper. And when I got back home in the bed, that's when I was like, I have fucking made it. I have had <laughs> it. I went over there and I, and then later in 2002, I think, um, we shot a movie here in Charleston. This is before I went to LA or New York. And um, and he was in the movie. And I was sitting down on a little brick step at this old flop hotel motel that they were shooting. He came, sat down next to me, and he said, Where do I know you from? And I told him. And we hugged and he remembered. I was like, God damn it, I made it again. So out of all the things I've done, um, and the wonderful people I've been with, Dennis Hopper was when I was, you know, 20. That's mm -hmm. what I made it. <laughs> That's like, so These people funny. are going to know who I am because Dennis Hopper knows who I am. That is awesome. I love that yeah. story because I I looked at your IMDb page mm -hmm. and it's, it's not said, huge. I mean, I haven't done a lot, but the <laughs> stuff I've done, I, I'm very proud of. Well, you've done what? Two extremely long running shows. Yeah. Like, and you've been in the industry for 20 plus years. Yeah. To me, that sounds like a win. Some people don't even get that long. It's like, yeah. I feel like the, I don't know what the average is, but I would assume it's probably maybe around like 
10 years that I feel like most people are in it before they start to, you know, go yeah. slowly on their decline. But you have been kicking for 20 plus years, which well, is, thank you. yeah, thank which you. is and awesome. I, um, I don't work a lot. And, uh, you know, there, there are two, two um, trains of thought about this. You know, some people will say, do everything that you possibly can. No. And I sound like such an asshole because I, you know, I'm broke and I don't work a lot. A lot of people I have found, um, unless they're hugely famous, you know, do pad their, I did not pad them because they don't do it, but the producers and whatever their IMDb pages, they have all these things on them. When you click on them and you look at, well, who was in that with this person? Who was in, there's a lot of shit. It's a lot of just shit. It's a lot of indie shit. It's a lot of college stuff, which we you know, we have to pay our dues and do stuff like that, but I'm not going to do crap. I don't want to work with any, with people who are, I'm sorry, who are, um, uh, lack of better word to say less, not as town. I don't want to work with someone who, an actor who's not going to give me something. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, I don't want to, I don't want to surround myself with, with with subpar talent i just don't and i'm not saying that i'm a great actor Mm -hmm. but the only way that i'm going to get better is to surround myself with with better people so you know i've been asked to do stuff and i'm i'm just not going to do it because i i just and that sounds very egotistical but i don't want to i don't want to do shit i just don't Some people might call it egotistical, but I call it knowing what you're worth. And that's another thing that I'm big yeah. on too, is you have to know what you're yeah. worth. It's- yeah. And I mean, I, I work for free with great people as opposed to working for money with shit. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, I just don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of working with people, how was it working with Rob Zombie? Um. The best experience ever. <laughs> really? Yeah. He um again and, and I, you know, I don't know him as intimately well as everyone else that's been that he, you know, his his troop of people. Mm-hmm. I'm so blessed to have been in two of his of his things. Um he's and, and I, I'm sure you've talked to other people who who know him and have worked with him. I found him to be a, a a gentleman i found him to be um laser focused and confident and loud um happy he's he's always laughing and smiling and that around when i was around mm-hmm. and it could be because he does choose to surround himself with you know his crew and his actors um, where it is very safe and relaxed, you know, considering all that we're doing and the nudity and the gore and the, this yeah. it's very safe and happy. And, um, I just, I, I just adore the man. I, you know, I don't, I don't know him that well, but in my dealings, you know, I, I, I yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuttering. I really do. I think he's fantastic. Yeah. I, so I first heard about Rob Zombie when one of his songs was in guitar hero three i forgot the name of it but one of his songs were in there and i've known about him ever since i was a kid never knew what he looked like just always knew about rob zombie i physically did not see what he looked like until a week ago when i watched him on the joe rogan podcast 
like a week ago this week like this your life now this week yeah, ago yeah yeah my life now this week ago yeah and this wow. episode yeah this episode that he was on was a while ago when he was on joe rogan but i've never knew what he looked like until a week ago so you didn't know what he looked like as white zombie or as rob zombie nope neither did not know wow. what he looked like at all so I, I just think it was so funny and one thing that i noticed is that okay so is a low budget movie anything under five million dollars or is it a million dollars? Again, I got no left brain. Okay. No okay. sense at all. Because <laughs> I've looked it up. I I've heard people say a million and then I've heard people say five million, but a lot of his movies fall in between that one million to five million dollar budget, which yeah. is impressive for what he does, what he works with. Cause yeah. there is a lot of makeup, a lot of gore, a lot of, you know lighting his lighting is kind of interesting because he does more of like the reds yellows mm -hmm. and oranges for his movies that i've noticed and it's really really interesting and yeah i, yeah. I would love to meet him one day i feel like it'd be so cool to meet him because i could tell him that weird stuff like hey i haven't i didn't know what you looked like until like two weeks ago yeah but i am um, i yeah i i don't know how i i don't know how he is with public and in public, mm -hmm. I, I would imagine he's a little abrasive simply because he is such a legend, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but on, but you know, when you are in his world, he's just, he's, he's, yeah, he's, I love, and he and Sherry and seeing them together and they're just desperately in love. It's, just, you know, it, it's great. It's, it's not what you would ever imagine. I think if you knew him only as his, his, his singing um, persona. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I just, he's one of those people that like such a household name within the horror community because of house of a thousand corpse and mm -hmm. the Halloween movies. And it's yeah. like, I've never, I've never seen house of a thousand corpses, which is yeah. weird because I love horror movies, but I've never seen it. I just found out two days ago that he also made that movie. No idea he made that movie. Yeah, that one mm -hmm. and the Devil's Rejects and then Three mm -hmm. from Hell is the the third one of that. Yeah. And but, you know, and and he is an acquired taste. You either like his his take on things <clears throat> or you don't. It's yeah. there's very few in between. Yeah, and it's he, okay. You know, people, he's just an acquired taste. Yeah, he does. From the two <clears throat> movies, from when I watched Three from Hell and his Halloween movies, there, you know, he doesn't shy away from nudity, which no, <laughs> which is fine. But right, <laughs> it, it's just like when I watched Piranha 3DD. Yeah, I don't know why I said that weird. Like there is an okay amount of nudity. Like Rob Zombie does the okay amount of nudity. But when Piranha, when I saw Piranha, I was like, this is a little too much. Yeah, I, 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 I don't even. I, I didn't even. I think he just. I think John Gulliger just asked me to do that. I actually don't yeah. remember ever auditioning for that. Um, but I didn't see it just, it, well, at the time my son was very small. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I don't watch that stuff. <laughs> it's so is, silly. It's just so silly to me. Yeah. Is it uncomfortable, you know, playing a part in a movie where you have to be, you know, nude for a specific amount of time? Does it get a little uncomfortable or is it just like, whatever? Um, for me, it's whatever, but, uh, and, um, 
how that started, if I can digress a little bit, mm -hmm. I um, got cast in a show called The Riches, which you wouldn't know what that is. But do, are you familiar with the name Eddie Izzard at all? Sounds familiar. Okay. Um, so Eddie Izzard is an English actor. He's very doughy. Um, uh, he's a transvestite. He dresses in women's clothing. He's a comedian. He's very funny. And so uh, this TV show called The Riches, we shot it in New Orleans. And um, I was supposed to be, you know, I, I knock on the door and, and it's about Irish travelers. It's about gypsies. And so I was supposed to um, to be naked and I, I was fine with it. <clears throat> but he told me, he said, uh, I'm sorry, I wasn't naked in that show. He was naked. <laughs> he is a big <laughs> naked. And so I knock on this trailer door and he opens the door and he's just naked. And again, he's very doughy. Looks like the pill, but feels very doughboy. Not fat, but just mm -hmm. soft. And um, he said, "What you do is you just you don't cover up every time when they say cut. You just stay naked, and then it's not a shock value." And so I thought, okay, done. And so that was before I, I actually found out I was pregnant on that shoot and did a shot of Jack. As soon as I was like, oh. <laughs> um, but then we reshot it in L.A. and I and and. And I, anyway, they, they, I went, but they ended up recasting me because I wasn't going to be able to fly. Yeah. But, um, but I remember Eddie telling me that and then watching him do it where he just sat around naked, didn't give a shit what he looked like. And I thought, well, that's, then there you go. And again, I've always been fearless. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it's, it's, being naked is kind of nothing to me. Yeah. Like I said, everybody's got bush and balls or boobs, whatever. Yeah. For, so if I was the wardrobe thinking, loves me because I don't require much <laughs> <laughs> yesterday or not yesterday, but a few days ago, I was thinking in my head, I was just like, if I were to make a movie and I was like telling, like, if I was the director and everything, telling everything what's going on, stuff like that, I would be so like, are you, are you okay with being, being naked? Are, are you okay with the sex scene? Like are, this isn't, mm -hmm. are you okay with this? <laughs> just because that's how well, I am. I just, you, know, you want to be nice and make sure people are comfortable. Yeah, I don't want, you know, people to be so, you know, because I know sometimes like I've heard from um, some of my acting friends in Atlanta. They said sometimes they have I don't know if this is true. This is coming from them. This might just be hearsay yeah. that sometimes people will like during a sex scene. So I was told sometimes people can get aroused mm -hmm. and sometimes people see therapists just because, you know, they want it to be okay and like it like somebody tell them like hey it's okay it's just a, it's just work it's just a job like you don't you know it's not this huge big thing behind it i don't know if they actually do see people like quote unquote therapists for specific things like that i was just told that in atlanta i don't know if that's true or not I mean, like or... like someone who needs to be naked or or a couple or people that are going to do a, a, an intimate scene that it might fuck with them. And so they go see a therapist before and or after. Is that what you mean? Yes. Yes. I was told sometimes that happens, but I don't know if that's yeah. actually true. Um, They're in the wrong business. If, <laughs> if they got, you know, if they got to do yeah. that, I mean, it's acting. Yeah. Um, I just got married a couple of years ago and he's a civilian, mm -hmm. very much a civilian, very much a conservative <laughs> guy from Columbus, Georgia. And I love him dearly. Mm -hmm. And he's, he, he he's actually okay with what I do <clears throat> because I won't like, I won't smoke cigarettes on camera and I won't simulate sex. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll be Nate. I mean, who cares? Yeah. But um, yeah, interesting. I don't know. That's yeah. odd. I mean, I you know, it, it's 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 to me, it's just acting. Yeah, it it really Probably yeah. It is. Just don't be naked. Don't don't audition for those parts. But they, yeah. but you, know, you have to ask them if they're okay with it. Yeah, I would be. Yeah, I'd be. They got to be really okay with it. They can't be, well, I'll be okay if you do this or if you close the set. Or is that why close the set? Everyone's yeah. going to see you naked when it comes out. I mean, yeah. well, I don't want them to take pictures. Well, they're fucking going to take pictures of you. So you either got to be really okay with it or don't do it because you can't yeah. control everybody. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's a weird kind of touchy subject because it's almost, um, I don't want to say mainstream because mainstream isn't the right term, but mm-hmm. like it's accepted. It's, yeah. But, but in some States, it's also not some States, but in some, you know, families, <clears throat> I'd say a little bit majority of families, that topic is still super taboo. Yeah, and that's sad too. That's sad yeah. like, I learned most of it in school. My parents mm-hmm. never really gave me the talk, which is fine because the internet, I have the internet so I can just, you know, <laughs> So they didn't need to give me that talk, but it's, yeah. it's it's weird. Like I saw an Instagram reel today where it was a mom explaining to her child, probably around like seven mm-hmm. about like, um, you know, female and male parts. And yeah. I saw one of the comments that was just like, why would you explain this to your five-year-old son? Like, this is not okay. And it's just like, I remember asking questions about that stuff when I was five like it's a pretty normal thing so it's just weird that it's still super taboo in a bunch of families and stuff like that I am I told my son at well when he was three I filled up the bathroom sink and gave him a tampon and showed him what that was (laughs) and look this is what it absorbs and this is what ladies do and this is but I've been talking to him about I mean since literally since he was out of the womb, I think, because I'd Mm. rather him hear everything from me and go ahead and establish, you know, that parent trust with anything at Mm -hmm. that age. Because when you start young, you can talk about drugs, you can talk about uh, set, you talk about everything. And I don't think you need to talk to them about it on their level. Exactly. I mean, you don't need Mm. to say, well, this is what you do. Um, like when I was explaining to my son about sex and I hand to God, I have a girlfriend who just talked to her 16 year old son about sex. And I said, well, what did, what did you tell him? Well, I told him you can't get anyone pregnant. I said, that's what, okay. Anyway. So I remember talking to my son about sex and I advise everyone who's listening to this to do the same thing. Um, it's not, you know, what you talk to them about it when they're young. And then I would tell James, he used to have these cute little, um, captain underpants underwear and it had a little cape a detachable cape mm-hmm. and I said and he w- always wore a white undershirt he still does he's 17 now or will be 17 on the 30th which is cool because I think mm-hmm. that's when this comes out yeah. um and I said look it's when when you want to you know b- get sexy with someone you have to trust that person because they're going to tell people about your captain underpants underwear and they might tell you know what if you have a mole on your chest or what if you know those people are going to talk about it I didn't tell him at 10 anything about pregnancy or STD. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't do that. But he started to learn, oh, wait a minute, my body, I need to protect because because I need to be safe with someone. So then you just start going forward. And then um, um, he's still not having sex, which I'm thinking. Um, (laughs) 
But, you know, and I told him, I said, look, as he's gotten older, I said, you know, girls can, you know, we can pretty much see, see what's on your penis. We can kind of inspect it. You don't know what's in our cave. You don't know who's been mm. up there. You don't know what's up in that cave. So don't go spelunking without a jacket. You just don't know. Mm -hmm. And because I don't know, I, I, I think parents need to be honest with their children. Yeah. And not everything, because otherwise, like, you know, you're going to find out about it from friends or school and you might hear mm -hmm. the dirty parts of it. Yeah. And not just the I just I think parents are really missing missing the boat with their kids in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah. My mom, she was. I'm sorry, was I preaching? I didn't mean to preach. No, I didn't, you're good. I get so angry. You know? You're good. Um, My mom, is, she was an ER nurse, kind of like how your mom was. Yeah. And she did that for a number of years. And she's, you know, she had me when she was 20 and she was going to school to become a nurse, got her master's, went off into the uh -huh. ER, stuff like that. And, you know, she is probably one of the most <clears throat> comfortable people to like in, for me or in anybody to go to when it comes to medical stuff. Like I could ask her about mm -hmm. anything and she'd, you know, answer properly like it's just yeah. there's I no think shame it, there's no, no shame and it's no. great your friends love her and mm -hmm. yeah and and when you know if you you know kind of have that talk with them not like the talk when they're young yeah. but like you know tell them periodically about stuff as they're growing yeah. older it opens up that line of communication where it's not awkward when you mm -hmm. have to go and tell or talk to you know said parent about an issue that you're, you know, having or exactly whatever, but. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. it's not this big dreaded talk where, you know, where the child is old enough to be uncomfortable. If you start when you're young, there's no uncomfortableness about it. It's just a natural conversation with a parent or an adult, a, a, a guardian that you trust, yeah. you know, and you can, and you trust them. Yeah. Can can I pitch you my movie idea? Of course. For this great movie. Okay, so I didn't want to... People that are listening, no, I am not asking for a handout, you assholes. Okay? <laughs> She's just in the industry, and I want to know if my idea is good. I think it's a great idea. Okay? So nobody steal it, or I'll be upset. Fuck um, you all. <laughs> <laughs> so... I... Because a lot of things that I notice with horror movies nowadays is they're not, you know not too realistic. Like I want more realistic horror movies, even though, you know, the outlandish, more creative ideas are fun, but my idea yeah. is what if there was, I want to make a movie that centers around a serial killer. Cause there's not a whole lot of serial killer movies out there. And I want it shot really low budget and basically just kind of like a real life not not real life version, but a movie version of real life events that actually happen to people and kind of mm -hmm. give it that scare factor. I think it's a great idea, but then again, I think every idea I have is great. No, that's what's the idea though? Um, what do you mean? I mean, just would, would it be, would it be, um, different stories within that one movie or would it be a series of movies? Like, would it be one event or would it be, um, I, I don't understand. I kind of want it to be a series of movies where each movie okay. would be like a different victim. And then like on the, so the same serial killer, just with yes. a different victim. Yes. Ah, just with a different, different victim. Different, okay. 
Yeah. And then like maybe after like the fifth or sixth movie, he'd finally get caught. and It'd be more of like this wild juice goose chase and everything like that. Yeah. But it's like, I want it to be shot like, you know, one room, um, maybe a couple locations. Basically how I want it done is kidnap happens at either supermarket or where, wherever takes her, mm-hmm. takes her or him back to said room and mm-hmm. then kind of just happens this is going to be awful but like jeffrey dahmer style mm-hmm. kind of teases them tortures them yeah kind slowly of kind, of, kind of uncomfortable yeah yeah and then towards the <clears throat> end of the movie it ramps up and gets more graphic more gruesome more um just icky and then yeah. it would end with said victim dying and then moving on to the second film or moving on to the third and just until he gets caught in like the fifth film no i think it's a great idea and you could even do stuff you know that you know what is he getting out of it or why is he is he targeting you know even though he's maybe in different states or different cities or whatever you're imagining is he going for a particular type of person or is he going for a particular type of object that that person may be holding or wearing um, and where does that come from in his psyche? Do you know? So maybe at the yeah. end you find it out, but within each of the movies or each of the scenarios that you have, maybe, you know, you don't want the, Oh, maybe you don't want the people to, <clears throat> you don't want it to be, you know, someone's carrying a red ball, you know? And so mm-hmm. he gets someone at a tennis court or he gets some, a child holding, playing with a red ball. Maybe it's something, you know, all these objects, if you choose to do it this way, all these objects maybe tie into something from his past that he has to collect people yeah. that have, or something. I don't know, because that would make it a, uh, you know, suspenseful and wait a minute. I thought he maybe, yeah, I don't know, but no, I think it's a great idea. That I didn't even think about that. Like I said, I've only yeah. been like, blips because it's not really because that's going to be a little bit farther down the line yeah until that opportunity comes so i haven't really been thinking about it a whole lot but i didn't yeah that that's interesting you know, that's for example, really he was, you know for example he was in a in a grocery store and 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 there was a, a quite fast tornado and his parents died and he but he was able to lock himself into a storage room and the storage room had oranges and toilet paper and something and so maybe he has to he, he somehow got fucked up in that scenario and so mm-hmm. he has to eliminate all of the people that are eating an orange. I, I don't know, but I'm just saying yeah. um, and you could kind of weave it into something where people literally do not see it coming. Yeah. I also, yeah. I also want to make it towards where you don't know who the killer is until the right. end. Like you don't know what he looks like whatsoever. Kind of like yeah. in Halloween two or Halloween where the ones by Rob Zombie where the mask gets ripped off and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you it's you don't see his face like how rob yeah. zombie works around that i would yeah. love to do that like in the opening yeah. when he first in the first movie where he gets his first victim you mm-hmm. just see him with the hoodie up and you don't see what his face looks like you only know how tall he is stuff like that yeah. and then when he brings said victim back to his place where you know all the stuff begins yeah he he's wearing a mask he's wearing like this whole outfit like that's what i want to bring and then you don't find out who it is or right. who plays him until the fifth movie when he's officially caught. And maybe if you, because you don't see that, but you don't want people to know who it is. Maybe he has, this is so stupid and out there, but maybe he has, you know, you see him grab a person, but he has, you know, he puts masks on his hands. 
in a sense. Oh. He paints his hands or he has a mannequin hand or you, so different parts of him might look different. So maybe you mm -hmm. have a scene where, one, I don't know, I have a grocery store in my head, but you have a woman, you know, and she's scanning things, you know, at the register and she has a little butterfly tattoo. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe he fucking hates this woman. So he gets a mask or a glove, you know, something that looks like his hand and has a butterfly. tattoo. So you're like, Oh, wait a minute. Was it that? Wait a minute. You know, I don't yeah. know. Just, no, that's I'm interesting. I like that idea. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. And any but, way that you can make it super to where people are just like, what the fuck? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Cause I want to confuse them. <laughs> I, a lot of movies, they don't like, if it's a slasher film nowadays, it's way too gory. If it's yeah. a paranormal movie, it's not done right. And especially from, cause me and my girlfriend used to go on paranormal investigations and stuff like that. Can't mm -hmm. because I had that demon attached to me at that one point. So we have never yeah. gotten that, but it's just, they, a lot of people get it wrong. And I don't, yeah. what I think is scary is it being super realistic. Like, yeah. The Jeffrey Dahmer um, Netflix series with what's yeah. his name? He played. He was an American. Yeah. yeah, he was an American horror story. Like he was so good. Yes, that kind of like oh this this is real. People went through this. Yeah. Like that is terrifying. Mm -hmm. I want to bring that because I don't think a lot of movies do that nowadays. They're just in it for the the quick you know tits and ass and screaming. Yeah, which. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's okay. Which they up have until, their place. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's okay. Up until a point where it's just like, it's the same old thing. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's a great idea. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I got some good advice the other day because I am um, beginning uh, to write something. And the woman who's a, she's an, a dear friend in LA, who's a writer. Mm -hmm. And, um, and she said, well, just start from the end. And it was so obvious to me, but it, it I didn't hear that until she told me. But she said, just start from the end and figure out, you know, where you want to go. And then that will help you get started. Yeah, I love writing. Writing is one of my favorite things. I write yeah. all of my episodes for my <laughs> podcast. Mm -hmm. I wrote a, a horror short story poem. And I'm also in the midst right now of writing a short story just on my notes just for fun i'm gonna post it cool. to reddit in yeah. a little and when it's finished but yeah writing is so much fun i didn't realize how much i loved writing up until i started doing this yeah. because i mean when you write in school it's has there's a criteria that you have to meet and it's just so stupid how you have to do it on certain things it takes your creativity away i think yeah it does and then you like yeah i found out that i loved writing and it's just so interesting it's so much fun yeah so well, cool. we'll get this shit started, man. I will. I will. I will. <laughs> so if you in the acting business, if you could put your <laughs> top five, like your top five actors, actresses put together on like a Mount Rushmore, who would they be? A Mount Rushmore for acting. Who would you put on it? Um, First, I would put Catherine Hepburn just because mm -hmm. she's my heroine. And because she took no shit mm -hmm. and hated to wear dresses. Um, I would put, um, so her and, um, damn, the cast of Shameless, because <laughs> they sure <laughs> had to do a lot of stuff and yeah. they are not crazy. Um, who else? I, um, wow, <clears throat> that's a good question. And I, I should have prepared more for this. <laughs> um 
I'm trying to think of who I will always go and see in a movie or a show. I don't know. Who would you do? Um, I'm going to switch it for me just because mm-hmm. I don't know. It's going to yeah. be for me if I was in a room with two people that I would love to meet and be in a room with for like an extended amount of time. Sure. Yeah. Johnny Depp and Nicolas Cage. Very different stories. Yeah. That would yeah. be cool. Yeah. yeah. That would be cool. And the reason I would pick those two is because I feel like they have the same energy a little bit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I could learn so much from both yeah. of them. And we were watching Pirates of the Caribbean the other day. And my girlfriend goes, you have Captain Jack Sparrow energy. Like, that's just oh. who you are. So I feel like us three in a room, we yeah. have so much fun. And I love talking shit. And I definitely know those two love talking shit also. So yeah. it'd just be so much fun to sit there and get to know them and talk shit with them. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, I could so. see that. Um, I'm trying to think. So I love Jodie Foster. Mm-hmm. Um, not a very sexy answer, but, um, (laughs) Samuel L. Jackson, Mm -hmm. of course he would be fun, fun on Mount Rushmore. Um, I, I don't even, I don't even, I, I, I'm thinking more musicians. Like I would love Johnny Cash and Waylon Jennings. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I can't, you know, and I love, you know, and then, and I love Carol Burnett, you know, and all those, those old silly <clears throat> roasty type people from back then. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Elliott, I think, is just hot. <laughs> so <laughs> I love him. I yeah. can't think of anybody actually. Um, my brother. <laughs> speaking of musicians, my brother. When I lived down in Atlanta, my youngest brother. He is thirteen, I think. He's thirteen. Mm-hmm. Yes, thirteen. He, him, my dad, my mom. They all road tripped it down there. And they stopped at the Elvis Presley Museum. I think uh-huh. that's there. And I didn't even know my brother liked Elvis Presley. And he said it was the coolest thing. And I was like, you're you're 13 and you like Elvis Presley? I did right. not know that. I did not know that. But yeah, it was. Maybe that solidified his you know affection for him was kind yeah. of seeing it and being in it. And... Yeah. It's, it's funny because like me and my brothers were not really all the same at all. Yeah. My my brother is he goes to work, comes home, eats, sleeps, goes to work. That's just what he does. My bro my other brother, he's a little bit like me and he likes, you know, he plays hockey, he goes out, has fun with his friends all the time. Um I don't know if he wants to do a normal job when he's older or not. Mm-hmm. But then there's me, the only one that is extremely spiritual and uh-huh. loves horror, that whole complete dark aspect of living and death and stuff like that because yeah i've I've learned so much from this whole spiritual journey it is so cool because like people i don't really don't get to share it with people unless i go onto a podcast because it is there's a lot of you know things that people don't know like i don't believe in good luck or bad luck anymore I believe in good energy and bad energy. And if you have good energy attached to you, good things come to you. But if you have a bad energy attached to you, you, that starts the, you know, you're trying to make it to work one day. You're a little late and your tire pops. Yeah. Or you're going on a vacation. You're going on a drive to Florida and 
your check engine light comes on. Mm-hmm. So that's, I've, I've learned that. And it is, it's just interesting. It's, um, I'm sorry, just telling my son to close the back door. You're good. I love you too. Thank you, honey bun. Um, you're right. It's a magnet. It's a magnet. Yep. And I'm kind of like you, I'm growing up. I was always told that if you want to be successful, if you want to be successful, put yourself around successful people. Mm-hmm. This is kind of going back to earlier how you say, you know, you, <clears throat> if when it comes to a movie, you need to do it with, you know, equal or better. Right. Yes. And yeah. I don't know. I hate that a lot of people aren't like, you know, aren't kind of like that. It's just like, cause that's how progression works. But we and, all just settle for mediocrity, but yeah. I do not, I will never like we're yeah. broke as hell, my son and I, um, but that's okay. Cause we're happy. Just yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. But at the same time, you know, but because we're, it's stupid, but because, I don't know if it's because of or in spite of, you know, I will spend money on, um, on a good piece of furniture, even mm-hmm. though we don't have it. Like, I don't want to go to Walmart and, and, or an outfit. I'm just, I won't settle for mediocrity. Mm-hmm. I just won't do it. Whether it's in, I mean, I, I dress like a bum, but everyone just you know they all want to have the same things and they want to have a this mm-hmm. and they want to have the perfect and then like no go do your thing man like with your with your art on your body mm-hmm. that's you that's you know you're not putting the standard this and the standard that you know you're 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 unique and and people just are happy being little lemmings and being yeah. I, just, I can't stand it yeah it was it was so funny because when i first started getting <laughs> tattooed it was when i was 19 i did my forearm i got an la tattoo mm-hmm. um and because i love la well yeah i visited la and i loved la yeah but and then after that i went straight to my hand okay and my i came home with my hand tattoo parents lost it yeah and then, that's just because you're their baby and they love you. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, they're like, well, we can't stop him now. And then I did, I got a half sleeve and then I went straight to my neck. Mm-hmm. Grandparents on both sides hated it. And one of yeah. my grandmas said, she's like, you're not going to do your face. Right. I said at the time, I was like, no, definitely not going to happen. <laughs> Three years later, yeah. I went and got my face tattoo. So <laughs> it's just, it's just, yeah, it's so funny. It's- yeah, and and again, as long as you're, as long as we are not infringing mm-hmm. on other people's rights, yeah. be happy, do what you want to do. Yeah, there's yeah, I agree with do you. Do something. <laughs> yeah, yes, I agree with that. I agree with that. It's just, I had. Oh, is your son? Does he want to follow into your footsteps and go into becoming? Dear God, no. When he was when he was an infant, I would rub his back to sleep, and I would say. I'd whisper, you don't want to be an actor. You want to make a difference in this film. You're going to do something out, you know, and he's an excellent golfer. Like when he was, mm-hmm. uh, before we would, before he started school, when he was in little baby school, he was four or five, he was hitting a golf ball or driving it a hundred yards. Like oh, wow. he was really good. So living in the South, I thought that that's just a natural progression. My father was a great golfer. I have a lot of golfers in the family, um, but no. So his bliss is gymnastics. And he's taking flying lessons to be a private pilot so he can drop things to people who don't have things. So he wants to make a difference as well. And he, that boy, like I had no confidence. Um, He beats to his own drummer. He, you know, he has a a sweet girlfriend and they court, 
you know, they're not sexy yet. And he'll, mm -hmm. he'll plan dates. Like they went candle making and, um, you know, he's just, no, he does not. He has done things where he, they've just asked him, you know, he's done some Disney industrials and, um, he was the body double for the kid in the conjuring two. Oh, um, really? Yeah. When we, were I didn't LA. know that. I yeah, actually so have that movie poster right behind me on my wall. Oh, do you really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll it's on to, the, it's on the I'll ground right now. I'll a picture of him where they painted him up and made him look all weird. Oh, um, awesome. But he doesn't, he, and we lived in a place in LA, it's called Oakwood. Um, and there's actually a movie about it called Hollywood Complex. It's child actors. And when we moved to LA, I wanted him to be surrounded by kids. Mm -hmm. um, even though I was the actor at the time. So he, they would ask him to do stuff and he's done a couple of little movies but he, no, he, he sees it for what it is. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of, he has a lot of friends in LA that are the same age now, 16, 15, 16, 17, that have been in the business since they were small and it's a hard life. So I'm happy that yeah. he didn't want to do that. Yeah. One of my max girlfriend in Atlanta, her yeah. best friend was Emily. Well, at what they had a really bad falling out, but it was mm -hmm. Emily Aylin Lind. She was in The Haunting I like of Envy. Yeah, let me look it up. I know up. who I, you're talking. I know the name. Yeah, that was one. Being in Southeast, yeah. Yeah, that was one of her best friends at one point. And mm -hmm. then she moved out to L.A. and she met other people out there. Like her roommate was, um, <clears throat> shit, what's her name? She was America's Next. She took second place in America's Next Top, next top Model Courtney, Courtney, I forgot her last name, but it was her first name was Courtney. Okay. And so she was telling me stuff about, you know, actors and actresses and stuff like that. And it's just, it's so weird to get like different perspectives on, you know, movies and actresses and actors and stuff like that, because I, I'm very, very picky when it comes to artistic people. Like when it comes to actors or actresses, I really, really hate the actors that are like, well, see, the reason, you know, I picked this character is because the meaning behind him <clears throat> comes from a really deep rooted evil. And they go on this whole like spiritual like thing with this character. Like it's happened to me a couple of times and it's just like, shut up shut up i do we not want to that. do that's it. your inner thing we don't need to yeah. know about that yeah. yeah and it like at the convention i heard no disrespect to him he's sure. probably yeah. a great guy but ari <laughs> lehman the first jason uh -huh. who was he yeah he is he the one who does the band i think so yeah okay yeah he i heard i overheard as i was walking by because i have really good hearing I walked. In, I, was wa <laughs> I was walking by and I heard him say, seeing the killer was doing this because of this. I was like, nope, I'm walking quicker now. I don't want to deal with that. I do not want to hear that. Yeah. No, no one wants to hear that. We don't want to, no. we don't want to know how you got there and what your motivation. No, just fucking do something so I can have some popcorn. I don't need to know yeah. all this stuff about you. Yeah. It's yeah. So I'm very, very picky with like artistic people that I, that I hang out with. Like, I don't really like musicians just because I always had bad experiences with musicians and how mm -hmm. snaky a lot of them are, but like in the podcasting community and, you know, um, from when I met you guys mm -hmm. at the convention, it was just like, 
this is this is what I like more. This is better. And I also noticed that it comes to a certain age where you don't really like for me, I like my girlfriend, she's a year older than me. The one before that was two years older than me. And when I mm-hmm. lived in Atlanta, my best friend was 35 and his girlfriend was 32. So mm-hmm. I've just hung around older people for the past few years. Yeah. Sometimes I forget that I'm only 23, but it's when's it's your birthday? May 11th. Okay. Yeah. So it's a little you ways feel away. older than that. Well, it's probably because I always hang around older people. Yeah. You just feel very wise and, yeah. and not into bullshit like most people are. Thank you. I appreciate that because I try so hard not to like I. You don't I'm, try. It comes naturally to you. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is why I don't get into politics. Sorry, we're going off into another little side note here. I don't really care if you're conservative or liberal or whatever. Just as you know, as long as you at the end of the day are a good person. And, mm-hmm. you know, take care of people. Exactly. What really pisses me off nowadays is how the no disrespect to my liberal viewers or anything, sure. but how they took a lot of the movements and turned them into trends. Mm-hmm. That's what pisses me off. And that's what you see plastered all over social media. Mm-hmm. And that is what I hate. Yes. I I saw something like, which again, I'm going to get bitched at, but along the same lines of that, I saw something, I took a picture of it yesterday, a screenshot where it said, A-list actors are writing letters urging Hamas to let hostages go. I'm like, who the fuck do you think you are? (laughs) They don't give a shit about you. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. So the same, yeah, it's just. And then the whole, you know, the whole actors thing where a few years ago where they did, I think it was, with, I think it was, was the George, it was the George Floyd thing where they got on and they, they were, they were doing some commercial or some bullshit where they were all in black and white. And I'm sorry for being white. I'm sorry. It's like, sh- okay, shut your fucking mouth and go out and do something about it. Yeah. Don't sit there and do what your agent told you to do. And then several of them came back later and said, I really wish I hadn't done that. And that mm-hmm. like, stop being little robots, have an opinion. But if your opinion yeah. doesn't mean shit, like writing letters to terrorists, then yeah. shut up. <laughs> yeah. It's um, because when I lived in yeah. Atlanta, when I lived in Atlanta, I was, when I worked at that UPS, I was one of two white people in my uh-huh. area, and I was the mm-hmm. only white supervisor. So if you were to take... because Atlanta's tough, because it's it is. still very segregated. It really is. It yeah. is. It is. And, you know, at the, like after the first week, they were everybody was kind of feeling me out just to, you know, mm-hmm. just to see... see who you are. Yeah. yeah, just make sure I wasn't racist or anything. Yeah. And then after that, it, you know became we all became friends and it was the most fun they opened yeah. up their arms and let me into their community and mm-hmm. it was the best thing ever mm-hmm. and not once did i ever be like i'm sorry for what my people did to you guys exactly and just by people saying that to other people it denounces the whole i don't see color issue because you're still bringing it up you have to see color. The people who talk about, oh, you can't say that. You can't do. Those are the racist ones. Yeah. 
you know, my son, his, a couple of his guys, his friends at school, he, he's friends with literally as am I, every, every, whatever we see all everything. Mm-hmm. And he went up to him the other day. <laughs> anyway, he's just, he's, he's very naughty with him. Like, cause they just all love each other. And this yeah. was a very dark pigmented black guy at school. James walked in and, and he sat down and his friend said, I didn't take it. You could sit down. He said, Oh, I'm sorry, massa. I didn't know I could sit down. Oh man. But it's the people that get offended. Yeah. Are the ones who you have to check. Yeah. You know, we're just out here living and loving and accepting everything and color and, you know, and, and there's shitty whites and blacks and Indians and Asians. I mean, there's shitty people everywhere. It's not mm-hmm. the color of your skin. It's your fucking attitude. Yeah. And when yeah. after, mm-hmm. so when I was working there after a little bit, and, you know, we started bickering back and forth and stuff like that about just not really like bad racist jokes, but just, you know, making yeah, fun of each other. At each other. Yeah. yeah. And one day we got another white guy in our area. So I'm now one of three. Okay. And my boss, Prince, love him. He's he was a Marine and we always, you know, joke around with him with military jokes and stuff like that. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I got you another white boy. And I said, <laughs> Prince, be careful. We might rally. And, <laughs> and he right? just, in front of him and in front of all the other supervisors, they all started laughing. And it was just because like, they know you. Yeah. Well, now what I said to a random person, definitely not because it's right. just not okay. But it's right. just like that kind of stuff. It When, yeah, it just, it gets me upset, like majorly upset. And not, not, a, not a lot of stuff upsets me. I'm a very right. easygoing person and it's just yeah. stuff like that. Oh yeah. That intolerance is just stupid. It's just stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Just be nice. Don't be a dick. Yeah, I agree. I agree, especially with today. It's just, I have been thinking about getting, you know, like I said earlier, conceal and carry just because of how wild everything is. Yeah. But right now with me living in my parents, I I don't want to bring that here with them. I am. We, you know what I found out when I was in, LA, I got my, um, this was in 2015. I got my medical marijuana license Mm -hmm. and I learned because my husband, uh, we have God gun safes everywhere. Um, and he has a concealed carry and stuff. Um, when he, I I didn't realize that having a medical marijuana license at the time forbade me from getting a, a gun license because it's a federal offense. And I thought people who are getting high are not shooting people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. They're the ones who are just chilling and sitting on the couch. So I don't know if that's the case today, what maybe eight years later, but at the moment I thought, well, this sucks because now I can't get a gun if I want one. It was, it was weird. So did you live out in LA? Mm-hmm. So um, after, after it's funny, it's, <clears throat> it feels almost like a uh, uh, tragedy follow me mm-hmm. after I lived in New York and then came back home after nine 11 and then was back here for a little bit. And then, um, some friends of mine were moving to new Orleans for the tax incentives. And so, uh, several of us moved out there in March and then, uh, hurricane Katrina hit. So we had to move back home. And then I moved to LA and um, I decided to have a child by myself. I had a friend of mine that I'd known forever be a donor. Mm-hmm. And so he was going to be gone for three months to uh, Hawaii, working on Hawaii Five O. And I thought, oh, great. I have James by myself for three months. I'm going to LA to get a job. And so moved out there in 2012 and then came back here in 2017. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. So yeah, I've kind of been everywhere except Chicago and I work oh. in Atlanta sometimes. So. Oh, I love Chicago, Chicago and Atlanta. I need to go there. Oh, it's so much fun. So much history, so much fun. Now, the stereotypes of LA, since you lived there briefly, <clears throat> are they pretty accurate? Um, about I don't how, know like, which ones you're talking about, but yeah. Of like how like pretentious <laughs> and just mm -hmm. how uppity everybody is over there. Is it just like... Mm -hmm. It's very different, and I'm sure you can attest to this too. When I when I was moving to New York, my brother, that whom I love said, you know, they're going to eat you up in New York. They're rude. They're this. No, everyone in New York City were the nicest people. They were just all in a hurry. And they, mm. you know, they didn't want you to, um, to, you know, ask them for money, I guess. But they were, no, they were direct. They were so nice. And then in LA, they, they're all in their phones. They're all about themselves. No one speaks to anyone. Um, they just, they're so, oh, it's great. It just, you drip. It's just gross. Now I had a great little tribe of, of people in my life um, and made some really great family um, there, but typically, no, they're just, they're very vapid. They don't, they, they're, they're selfish. They're not into anything happening currently, mm -hmm. um, which I don't follow the news a whole lot, but I, I try to at least be informed on things. Um, but this, I, I remember going out to, and, and it was a shitty thing that I said to him, but I, I went out one night and, um, and with a girlfriend and this guy started to hit on me and I said, okay, I'll go out with you. If you can tell me what, you know, what Boko Haram is. And he said, oh, that's that new, that's that new sushi place. I'll be happy to take you there. And I just said, okay, you can go away now, which I didn't expect him to really know about, you know, world events and stuff, but I expected him to at least say, you know, I don't know what that is yeah. or something, but no, they're, no, oh, they're just, <clears throat> I went out with this one guy and I hope he doesn't hear this and I'm not going to say who he is. So I met this guy and we, it was a blind date and we were having dinner the first night and he was very handsome and um, a little older. And so I complimented him on his hair. I said, you know, you have really nice dark hair. And he said, thank you. Um, I dye my eyelashes, but my hair, I don't have to dye. And I, I stared at him and I said, I, I'm, I'm sorry, you do what? And he says he dyes his eyelashes. And I said, I didn't know, I, I, I didn't know one could, could do, could do that. And he said, well, in this industry, I, you know, I, I'm, I, I don't want to have gray eyelashes. And I thought, okay. And scene, <laughs> this is stupid. You're dying your eyelashes. Yeah. Oh my God. So yeah, I just found that the people are very vapid there. Yeah. I'm already getting gray hairs. Yeah. I mean, right. I, yeah, but you can, you can put on dark, not thick mascara. To, I mean, you don't need, anyway, okay, I don't know. Yeah, I have yeah. to dye my grays because I'm still <laughs> acting, but if I wasn't, I wouldn't do this. Yeah. No, I, cause my girlfriend will pin me down when she sees one and she's like, I'm going to get it. Yeah. And I, I'm like, how in the hell am I this young getting gray hair already? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It'll I probably look great on you though. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I tell her to leave them. Cause I want yeah. them, you know, a little, yeah. I don't know. Just, I don't know. Just I don't want them, dye but... your eyelashes or don't tell no. anyone you dye your eyelashes. No, <laughs> but, um, any, anything else that you um, maybe want to cover or, um, anything you want to leave the viewers with? Um, stay tuned for more horror conventions that I will be going to. 
Um, what else? I don't know. Anything else you can think of? Mm, not really. I'm Yeah. just living day to day over here. So, Right? yeah, but Um, um, I don't have anything. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I think we're still striking, so I can't really talk about oh, any yeah, future stuff. forgot about Um, that. I know it sucks, but they don't really. I, I mean, I, I'm, I don't think they really need us. I hope they do at some point. Um, but you know, kids today are watching cartoons and they're watching, you know, they're, YouTube they're used to seeing fake people on screen yeah and not real people. yeah um Um, I don't. It's just been it's 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 been a pleasure talking to you. It really has. oh Yeah, thank it's just you it was so fun meeting you and talking yeah to you. And um, have you have you talked to Leah, um, Vossi about having her on your podcast? She's she's really cool. I have not um <clears throat> if she's okay with it and if you want I could. to I mean, I could. I'll give you. I'll give. I'll talk to her. Okay, Um, yeah. and And tell if her she that I did this, and it would be, and 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 it was great. It was a great experience, and um and. Cause she's fun. She's really Okay. fun. Perfect. Um, Yeah. And then just send it to me as long as she's okay with it. It's perfectly okay with me. I have yeah. no issues. I'm pretty Okay. easygoing Did you, with that. did you meet her in person? Do you remember? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, Which she's, in, she's, she's a, uh, I didn't see the movie because it's too much for me. I think she's the clown girl in terrifier. She plays Oh. the, The in Terrifier Two, Yes. okay, because I would love to talk to her because there's this one scene when you first meet her, she she has like black beans. It looks like shoot out of her. I, Uh -huh. it's Out of her what? her hoo ha. It is what it looked like. The clown girl? Yeah, the little clown girl from Terrifier Two. I swear to God, Yeah, she had. she plays a song. She sings a song or something. Yeah, I I didn't see the movie, but Or yeah. she was she the clown. Oh, you're thinking, oh, okay, because in Terrifier 2, there's Art, the main guy, and then he has a little a little demonic little clown girl with him that allegedly in, I have a hair, there we go, allegedly, allegedly in the, because a lot of people don't know where Art came from, so a lot of people think that maybe that little girl that was next to him brought him back to life from the dead on multiple occasions so people think that she's a deity i thought you were talking about the little girl who looks like she's 14 i didn't know it was about the girl that would sing the the happy song with the fucking banjo Yeah, or this guitar whoops. oh yeah i would love to have her on Yeah, she's really cool. I yeah I um I met her in Kansas City and then again in Minnesota and she's super sweet. I think she and the um Terrifier folks are going to Manchester soon. uh, uh maybe in November. Um Okay. but she's I mean, she would be somebody fun to have on and she again has no fear and she's cool. Perfect. <clears throat> I would so I would I'll be love happy to reach out to her and then let you know. Okay, sweet, sweet. Um, do you want to plug your Instagram? Or no? Sure. Okay. Sure. It I guess I have to post stuff then, huh? <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. If you want to, I was I'm going to send you the link to this episode so when it's all said and done, um Yeah, come um come come visit me at uh at four Oscars, which seems silly, but it's like four Academy Awards. It's not four O scars. Although in the horror community that might be cool. Come visit me at four O scars. Mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> but thank you for coming on i really enjoyed it um thank you for the people that are tuning in well when this releases 
And yeah, hopefully we'll be able to talk again soon. Yeah, man. Thank you. And anything else that I have coming up or if I hear of some really cool stories or some ways to make your movie even more sinister, I will, will holler for sure. Thank this you. This has been fun. Yes, thank you. All right, Sylvia. I'm being awkward at ending this and I don't know how to end it. So I'm just going to end it abruptly. I will see you soon. And I hope you have a good rest of your day and a good rest of, you know, the week end. So stay frosty. And you, Logan Hart, stay spooky. <laughs> oh, thanks. I will. <laughs> All right, everybody. Stay frosty, stay foxy, and remember, the most important thing in the whole universe, stay safe, you beautiful peacocks. I love y'all. Deuces.